0: Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Channel, where every Friday we'll be covering a new instalment in the classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums and shorts that are currently in production for our publisher, Weird Tesla. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Geeks.
1: Geeks
0: Hello and welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Show Where every single Friday we take you for another installment in a classic horror retrospective franchise We're about to start a new journey I'm your host Al White And joining me throughout all the Predator films Katie Watson Hello Alexander Ah. Oh. I think you mean <laughs> There you go I'm still working on it <laughs> <laughs> What this is our first time, all three of us together, which I just realized, doing one of the horror shows.
2: Yep. Filling all in for Christina right. while she's on a crazy Vegas trip.
0: <laughs> Christina is currently dying in Vegas on crazy... Her
2: Instagram stories are cringeworthy right oh, now. Oh, yeah, they're painful. They're very painful.
0: Painful to watch. I, I will never speak to her again. Huh. I'm she excited, She obviously though, guys, needs cause...
2: friends. You shouldn't write her off.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, Predator. We're going to be doing Predator. Predator 2, Alien vs. Predator, Alien vs. Predator Requiem, Predators, and then The Predator. Because (laughs) numbers suck, apparently. Now, for some of you listening at home, if you're new to us, hello or welcome. I was about to say please welcome, but yeah, (laughs) sure. Please welcome yourself to listening to our podcast. You can head on over to We Are Geeks on your iTunes and help us out massively by rating and subscribing. We do all this for free. There's going to be no ads throughout. There's going to be no pushing patrons at you you can just you know, listen at your leisure so please do help us out by just supporting us that way and you can go to com if you want to patch out to all of our social medias and listen to all of our previous shows we've done friday the 13th nightmare on elm street child's play texas chainsaw massacre invasion of the body snatchers Romero's living dead hellraiser the purge and we just finished halloween last week yeah and I feel I'm missing some others. But anyway, we've done a whole bunch. This is our 11th show of The Horror Show. And we have some regular podcasts you can listen to as well, where we talk about games and our lives and the, the stuff we do, because we're all industry people, directors, producers, actors, writers, fun stuff like that. I'll uh, add up so, so
2: quickly. I, just, I remember the days of starting this thing, and now it's got so many under our belts.
3: Hundreds of Hundreds. episodes. Thousands. Hundreds of thousands.
2: <laughs> Maybe millions. Who knows?
0: who nobody knows because nobody checks (laughs) so guys predator so it's first episode we tend to go a little bit deeper because we have got to talk about our history with the franchise and stuff like that however before we get to it i do think some people listening might be going hang on predator's not a horror franchise so why are you covering it on horror show what so i want to quickly and can i know there's a bit it's one of those series it's like aliens franchise where some people think it's not horror and some people think it is so i'm going to go into what for me just very quickly it's my classification of what horror is and what it isn't and why potentially we are indeed breaking it with this franchise i have a very simple rule for me with horror when people say something like oh the shining's not horror uh, aliens isn't horror predator isn't horror," my thing is how many genres is it fitting into so my golden rule is if you say a franchise a film is two genres and one of those two is horror it's a horror film if you say it's three genres and one of those is a horror film it's not really a horror film. So, for instance, Alien, it's a sci-fi horror. It's a horror film. Agree. Aliens is an action sci-fi horror. You can argue whether it's a horror film or not. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Terminator, same deal. First film, sci-fi horror, for sure. Second film, action sci-fi horror. Mm-hmm. Potentially not a horror film, depending on your age bracket. The Shining, definitely a fucking, I mean, what do you call it, drama horror? Right? I, mean, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> like what else would horror? Be? Like- yeah. 100% horror film. 100 people have these weird rules where they just don't want to like call certain things horror that's how i bracket it however that said predator i personally see as an action horror film i can understand the argument it's an action sci-fi horror film but for me there's not much sci-fi in this film which is one of the reasons i love it so i would say other ones in this franchise for sure are going to fall out of that horror bracket this one for me is a horror film it's not hardcore horror or anything it's not i mean i remember being a kid and my dad was watching this film and i'd be intrigued and a little scared when he was watching alien i would just be like nope i do not <laughs> need to see this movie
3: yeah for sure
0: but for me this does fall into a horror bracket plus the new film just came out and we wanted to cover it we we're hoping to do it day and day when the new film hit theaters unfortunately scheduling meant that we pre-prioritized halloween so we're doing it a little bit late but i just you know it's a good excuse to look at the predator films Alex, I know you wanted to talk about these films.
3: Yeah, I'm a big fan of the first film. I've seen it a lot. And it's funny, coming into this, I was thinking that, yeah, this is probably one of my favorite sci-fi horror films. I took out the word action. Because <laughs> if I said action sci-fi horror, it might not be horror. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen it a lot. I've seen the second one a few times as well. And then the others I've seen not as much. I think I haven't seen I've seen the first Alien vs. Predator. I saw half of Predators. I don't know why I didn't see the other half. I can't remember if I was watching it on a plane. or, And I haven't seen the new one.
2: Ooh, predators on a plane would be good. But... it <laughs> oh, no. should make that movie.
3: Yeah, like you, Al, had the same sort of thing as a kid. I remember sort of seeing this for the first time. Can't remember who was watching it. But just feeling intrigued, a little bit scared, but not scared enough that I didn't want to watch it. And I just grew to sort of love it more and more um, as the years went on and as I watched it again and again. So yeah, very happy
0: to return and talk about these films. So you've only seen half of Predators, you're saying?
3: Yeah. And I never went back and saw the other half. (laughs) Interesting. I can't, Or maybe I have. Maybe I did watch it all. I can't remember. We'll find out when we get there. I very clearly remember the first half of that film, though.
0: So, because yeah, normally with these shows, we like to have one person who's this sort of super fan, or at least has seen all the films a bunch, someone who's seen a few and someone who's pretty much new. But I think to this one, we're all, you know, we've all seen most, if not all of these films. Katie, what about you? Where where are you? I've
2: only seen this one before, and it was a long time ago. And even coming back to it now, I was like, couldn't remember a lot about it, and then was surprised by different things. I definitely thought it was going to be more horror than it was. But then I just remember, I remember watching it ages ago and probably something that my dad thought was fitting for children because it had army guys in it. Like anything that had an army man in it, he was like, (laughs) oh, it's fine. It's war. But yeah, it was probably just something that I watched, remembered bits of. And then, I mean, obviously everyone remembers what Predator looks like, but that was really that and get to the chopper. That's all I remembered. So.
0: Apparently, Arnie's favorite catchphrase he's ever said in any movie. What? get through the japa. <laughs> which he says twice in this movie, which yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah. But it happened the first time and I was like, oh, was that it? Yeah. yeah. There were so many <laughs> of those moments steadily. for me
2: with this film where I was like, oh, that's all that was? <laughs> and I was like, everyone's built this huge cult following on so many things that I was like, it's like a little blip.
0: So Ham, You've not seen Predators then? I thought you, you haven't seen no. that one. Yeah. And you've seen the new one though, because we went well, to see one. Well, obviously,
2: that. yes. I went with
0: you. So, you've seen the bookends as Yes. Well. Interesting. Okay. So, you are pretty fresh and new to it. Alex, you got a few, well, a couple still to see because you've not seen the new one. Yeah. yeah. I've seen all of them. I've seen, I mean, yeah. Predator, I've seen many, 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 many times. Predator 2, I think I've only seen once, actually. I've seen bits of it uh, a few times, but I've only seen it all the way through once. So, I'm, I'm intrigued in that one next week. <laughs> Alien v Predator, <laughs> I've seen a few times. Requiem, I've seen maybe twice predators i've seen maybe three times and the predator i've seen uh once but i'm gonna watch it again for the for the uh our podcast when we get there and i have to say also another reason to cover this is like the predator is like you say katie everybody knows what the predator looks like like it's just one of those huge pop culture genre icons right that while you're never gonna see him go up against jason or freddy he's not in that realm like he is I mean, he's gone up against Judge Dredd, he's gone up against Superman, he's gone up against Batman, he's gone up against Aliens. Like, there are more Predator comics than, I would say, every single series we've covered so far in a horror show combined. And Hellraiser has a lot. Yeah. But honestly, you combine all 10 seasons, they don't have as much stuff going on around them as the Predator. There is just so much lore to this character. And yeah, it's such a fun character for them to just, you know, throw in different situations. Like you say, Katie, Predator on a plane would be great.
2: (laughs) I would watch that.
0: (laughs) Okay, so that's where we're all coming from. Predator 1987 gets a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb, which is a fucking high score for a film that's been out... Real big. ...for 30 years, over 30 years. But before we get into all the rigmarole about that old film, let's look at the year then. 1987, we like to look at the box office first. Uh, Alexander Chard, I believe you can take us through the top 10 worldwide films in 1987. A year when... All of us. Well, We're all, we're all alive. in this I was one. Yep. Excellent. I was two.
3: Yay. I will not say how old I was. <laughs> you were 38. <laughs> I was the 47. This is actually like, sorry, I'm just like browsing through um, like going down the list as far as the top 50. There's some like big films this year that didn't make necessarily make the top 10, but have since become big sort of cult classic films.
0: Okay. You can highlight anything if you want to, if there's a couple in particular you want to highlight.
3: Yeah, no. So let me just mention a couple within the top 50. There's, uh, we've got Revenge of the Nerds 2. <laughs> a notable <laughs> classic. <laughs> no, but seriously, Police Academy 4.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, just oh my.
3: I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, no, but seriously, they are in the top 50. Uh, but there's like The Princess Bride at 40, Heat, at thirty three, um, yeah, at space Wall Street at twenty five, um, Full you say Metal heat? J- heat, yep.
0: That must be a different heat then. Oh heat yeah, that's true. That's way there.
3: too early. Wall Street, twenty five, full metal jacket at twenty two.
0: Oh my favorite Ro- standing Robocop
3: Cooper at uh, seventeen. La Bumba, which was my favorite film when I was a kid. <laughs> I used to, learn
0: to, used to learn to dance to that song <laughs> So
3: uh, yeah, moving into our top 10 uh, Coming in at number 10 is The Untouchables
1: Ooh.
0: I fucking love The Untouchables so much, it's ridiculous Which I had- was just uh, talking to some people about it the other night Defending Kevin Costner as a Not a great actor, but a man who's been used correctly in some great films
3: I mean, this was like This was Kevin Costner really Hitting his peak at this point, isn't it? 87 going into the early
0: 90s. He was about to, yeah. This yeah. Was, the, uh, Untouchables was actually like his breakthrough. That was pretty much his first proper big film. Right. And then he was about to become huge for the next sort of six, seven years. Absolutely spectacular. What are you movie.
2: talking about? He's still huge.
0: Hmm. He Did is, not is, see I mean,
2: Molly's game. He's fine.
0: He's great in Molly's game. He is great.
3: Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, number nine is Moonstruck.
2: Ooh. Isn't that share?
3: Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think
2: so. I always remember the cover of that VHS because it was in yeah. every blockbuster ever when you went going in there. She's going like this. Yeah, she's yeah.
0: like starfishing silhouetted in front of the moon, isn't she? All yep. that sort of thing.
3: <laughs> Coming in at number eight is Predator. Wow. With a well worldwide box office of 98 million and a domestic wow. of 59. Wow. Wow. Oh, wait, and no, we'll that, talk sorry, about w- it. That worldwide is including domestic and international, sorry.
0: And yeah, we'll talk about it somehow, even though the film costs way less than that. Uh, somehow they only just started seeing checks come through about eight years ago. What? It didn't break even for a long time, and I don't really understand. But this is what they were saying in interviews. Strange. Despite it being a huge hit. But anyway.
3: At number seven, Lethal Weapon.
0: Marcus Shane Black movie. Danny Glover. Who is in this movie?
1: He is.
3: Oh, wow, that's cool. That he was in Predator yeah. and that he did Lethal Weapon in the same... Uh, yeah, that's
0: yeah, awesome. he was a big deal at this point, Shane Black. It was kind of... Um, yeah, we'll talk about it.
3: Coming in at number six is Good Morning Vietnam, the oh,
2: Robin so Williams good. film.
3: Robin Williams. Yeah, Robin Williams. As- when I was, I, I think, about song. four or five, and some of our young listeners will not be able to relate to this, but I had a uh, cassette player where you could record yourself on, and I recorded my own... Five year old version of Good Morning Vietnam. With oh, just, uh, that's amazing. I want to hear it. Where is Yeah, this? we've still got it. I think I've got a digital copy that my dad made somewhere. That's, that's
2: really awesome.
0: great. That uh, is fantastic. I hope you have that tape framed on a wall.
3: <laughs> At number five is Three Men and a Baby.
2: Oh, I just <laughs> rewatched this recently. So, good. so,
3: talking about the predator not sort of scaring us as children, there was a <laughs> scene in Three Men and a Baby where this urban legend grew that there was a ghost boy in the background of the apartment oh, yeah. that supposedly fell out of the window. Um, and this urban legend became really big. And I remember my sister showing me, she was like, There, you can see the boy behind the curtain. And I. Balled my eyes out.
2: (laughs) It's really scary. But what it
3: turned out to be was that it was just a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson, which you see earlier in the film, and the whole film was shot on a soundstage, so it wasn't.
0: There was no little boy properly, basically. Even if they had fallen out
2: the window, they would have just fallen. You saying Ted
0: Danson (laughs) looks like a tiny ghost boy?
2: (laughs) I guess so. Only from behind.
3: (laughs) The great thing is, is yeah, the pre-social media times had these things. These Rubens oh, spread yeah. is pretty cool. And you That's couldn't verify cuz you watched
0: you watched everything on like <laughs> shitty, you know, watched VHS cassettes and everything was just like all juddery and jittery and you <laughs> yeah. couldn't really tell. So it was, it's And the an HD era. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> everything is disproved.
3: At number 4 is The Living Daylights. I don't Living know what that is.
0: Daylights. It's James Bond. Oh, is it? It's Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Uh-huh. <sighs> Bond, 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 bond. i don't like bond at all but i, I remember those ones because they were the first james bond films i saw actually i think with a. Timothy you can't
2: say ones. you don't like bond at all
0: i'm not a bond fan I, and we've realized that because i went back to try and watch a whole I bunch know. of them extensively with you you like some of
2: them you don't like yeah all i did of them.
0: but what i came to the conclusion was the things i liked about the ones that i liked were the things that were not bond about them. i like bond when he's trying to be born basically and not when he's being bond but Oh, good gone. knees. I'm right, sorry. Alex. <laughs> Naked from the waist down, in case our <laughs> listeners want to know how Alex likes to podcast.
3: <laughs> at number three, I'm sitting on the ground uh, with my, my setup on the coffee table, and I'm getting a dead leg really
0: bad. <laughs> oh, you get one already? You're in trouble.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, at number three is dirty dancing.
2: Ooh. Oh, nobody puts film. baby in that corner. Nobody
3: puts baby in a mm-hmm. corner. If any of you are around in LA on the 25th of October, I will be doing a dance, uh, a sketch, dirty dance. <laughs> a sketch um, reinterpretation, comedy sketch reinterpretation of uh, dirty dancing at a new I'm so show. I'm so excited
1: right now. Wait, what? <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> yep. Uh, with my friend Ellie, her and I started off doing talking about this as a joke, and our other friend Jess, who is hosting this uh, improv comedy night told us to come along and do it. So we'll be doing a seven-minute reinterpretation of Dirty Dancing where I will be playing Jennifer Beale's character. And
0: Ellie, I'm literally be-
2: tearing what? up. I'm so excited. <laughs> Hang on.
0: And this is on the 25th of October?
2: Yeah. Yep. I'll totally it's go. Don't worry. I'll send you that details. Highland I will Park record it all for everyone.
0: That is fucking... I won't be there. That is unforgivable.
2: I'll record it for you.
0: We <laughs> can live stream it. I need close-ups. You Don't get right worry. up in there. I, oh. I will
3: keep the denim cut off, Sal.
0: <laughs> that is spectacular.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, at number two is Beverly Hills Cop 2. And Always rounding out the list that. is Fatal Attraction, which pulled in a whopping $320 million worldwide. Number
0: one. Wow. Okay. So, you know, yeah, like I said, a lot of classics, quite a lot of comedies. But also quite a lot of serious suspense, like thriller films and war movies mm-hmm. in that, even in just in that top 10. So war was still very topical at this point in 1987. How far out from Vietnam were were you guys at that point? I always forget exactly when it finished. Was it 78? Or is that ridiculous? Is it that late? I thought it was like, like early, 70s. early 70s. I thought, it, I thought the tail end me. actually kept... Hang on. <laughs> I'm going to sound so I'm really at bad 72. at history.
2: I will also all like Americans to mention
0: say, so you're
3: all that welcome. Jaws 4, The Revenge, came in at 66. And Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, came in at
0: 83. Ooh, I mean, that was a piece of shit, so... Hellraiser came in at 69. So the Vietnam War was yeah, oh, 19- yeah, f- 1955 until 1975. So you're talking... Yeah, 20 years, and yeah, it ended about 10 years before this, but it left such a big imprint that this was stuff people were still talking about. It was a long ass war. It was
2: 20 years. It's crazy.
0: 20 fucking years. Yeah, I always forget it's 1955. I always think of it like a 10 year war, but 20 years. Oh boy. Yeah. So And then, yeah, you also have the Cold War, which is, like, at this point, also very prevalent. There's a lot of commentary, I feel, going on this whole, But what I do like with this there's not too much commentary, really. Like, it doesn't, it seems to be quite circumstantial. Mm-hmm. But let's get into it. Budget, $18 million. $40 million is what it would be now with inflation. Like you said, Alex grossed about $60 million, North America, about $90 million worldwide. Directed by John McTiernan. Now, this guy is action legend. Before this film, he had basically only done a movie called Nomads, which I've never heard of. But then after this movie, he would go on to do the first Die Hard. He would go on to do The Hunt for Red October. Uh, Medicine Man, last action hero. Die Hard with a Vengeance. And he's retired now, but he really is one of the greatest action directors of all time. Written by Jim Thomas and John Thomas, who would go on to write, not that much, really. Of oh, no, but he, they did Wild Wild West and Mission to Mars. Uh, I was kind of expecting more from these guys. Anyway. Uh, DP'd by Donald McAlpin, who did Parenthood, Mrs. Doubtfire, X-Men Origins Wolverine, but also did Romeo and Juliet. Did Moulin Rouge. Yeah, this guy's done a lot of films of varying quality, but is a definite, you know, a real Hollywood stalwart cinematographer. Music by Alan Silvestri, one of the biggest names in the industry. Did the Back to the Future music. Did uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Did The Abyss, the original Judge Dredd, What Lies Beneath, Cast Away, Made in Manhattan, Captain America First uh, First Avenger, Ready Player One, Lilo and Stitch. Woo-woo! And very recently did Infinity War.
2: Did he do the music for Looney Tunes? Do you know? Oh. I always remember seeing his name and as a kid associating it with Sylvester, the the cat. Because I was like, <laughs> oh, I think they named Sylvester the cat after the music guy.
0: <laughs> after Alan Sylvester. But that could just be an
2: association, uh, my weird like six-year-old brain yeah. made.
0: I think Sylvester's probably older.
2: I don't know. But yeah, I remember serious, Sylvester's
0: serious there. talent. And we don't normally talk about this, but Creature Effects, eventually, but not originally, done by Stan Winston, who sadly died about 10 years ago in 2008. Did, I mean, this is, you know, a legend, obviously. Terminator 1, 2, and 3, Aliens, Monster Squad, Lake Placid, AI, Jurassic Park 3, Iron Man, just, you know, tons and tons of great stuff. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dutch. Now, Arnold Obviously, everyone knows the films he's done. What I think is important is what films he had done up until this point, so we understand where his career was at. He had done both the Conan films. He had do- just done The Terminator, Red Sonja, Commando, Raw Deal. So he was coming out of those 80s where he was just doing big old fucking action movies, mostly set in, you know, where he got to take his clothes off the whole time. And then just after this, he would do The Running Man and then start to do some comedies like Twins, Kindergarten Cop, as well as doing Tower Recall and Terminator 2.
3: Oh, yeah, The Running Man, um, sorry, came out this year as well. Hmm. It was 28th on on the list.
0: Double bill. Carl Weathers as Dylan. I'm going to call him mustache for most of this. (laughs) This guy obviously is most known as as, uh, Apollo from the Rocky films. Uh, He's in all four of the Rocky films.
2: I think you'll find he's now known as Carl Weathers from Arrested Development.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really?
3: That's true.
2: He gives you great recipes for stew.
3: (laughs) <laughs> as soon as he came on screen, Bethany was like, "I know, I'm going to get a stew going."
2: Yeah, I was like, I need, I a craving for stew right now. I don't know why.
0: He was also in Happy Gilmore, um, but this guy's been in tons of stuff, but yeah he was, he was, became big because of his rocky role. Uh, he's actually in, yeah, all four of those rocky films, the original ones kept turning up. Elpedia Carrillo, interestingly, has the next credit on IMDB, which I found fascinating. That's the token girl in this film who's called Anna. <laughs> who I have noted down initially as improbably hot.
2: (laughs) Oh, definitely.
0: (laughs) Bill Duke as Mac, who I call Shaver Boy for a lot of this. He was also in Commando with Arnie, which is one of the main reasons he got this job. He was in X-Men 3 and he was in Mandy this year. uh, Really? Fucking crazy Nick Cage movie. Jesse Ventura, the wrestler of days gone by as Blaine. He was also
3: the governor of Minnesota at one point.
0: Yeah, I was about to make the joke, which I didn't think was appropriate, which is out of this cast, half of them are sadly either dead or became governors, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. This guy went on to be in Demolition Man, The Running Man, Batman and Robin. And for what I'll say about him in a film, I've done a lot of research on this. I was watching a lot of making ofs, a lot of little bits. I'm not sure on the Blu-rays, but i tell you what, on the iTunes one, there's a lot of extras you can watch, uh, which is all most of it filmed at the time, which is really great. Loads of back scene stuff. And he's a ridiculous human being. <laughs> like Absolutely ridiculous. I have a quote of him here where he's just like, he's literally twitching the whole time. So when everyone's was talking to him and you see him like waiting for a shot, he's just like bouncing up and down. And he's saying like what he wants to do with the rest of his career. And he was like, I think I'm that good. And I think I can play anything. Jesse Ventura, he talks about himself in the third person, of course. Oh, nice. Jesse Ventura can be an astronaut. Jesse Ventura could be this or that—a cowboy. Jesse Ventura would love to do a film with Robert De Niro, <laughs> Demolition oh Man, and God. Batman and Robin, buddy. It's like a
2: Seinfeld <laughs> character.
0: <laughs> he's fucking he's ridiculous, honestly. Sonny Landham as Billy, who I call Tracker Boy for a lot of this. He's oh, in Billy's s- the best. He's in so much stuff. It's ridiculous. His IMDb is ridiculous. Yes, he should be. He's in the Warriors. Yeah, that's how cop. I knew him. It's in Poltergeist. Best of the best too. He very sadly also died last year, actually, in 2017. And yeah, I mean, I might as well do these trivia tidbits now. They, um, when they wanted him and they cast him, they were told, I want to get this note right, yeah, that the insurance wouldn't let them hire Sonny unless there was a bodyguard. But the bodyguard wasn't for him. It was for the rest of the casting crew. What? Um, because he's a Native American... <laughs> big old boy wow yeah and uh, the director was like it's really lovely the director is very candid about this movie even in the making of Back, uh, well maybe 10 years later from when the film was shot and he looks kind of he's very sad about all this stuff but it's just you know the business of making movies so. wow Richard Chaves as Poncho who I've written down as fodder because I never got his name never really found him very distinguishable he's the one character everyone in this film is like a cartoon character and he's the one where I'm just like oh yeah he's a guy
2: yeah well he's yeah. the first one to go so he is no one cares he's, about that guy he's
0: in witness and a whole bunch of other stuff shane black is here as hawkins who i call shane black or the node the nerdy jerk jokester who hated wearing those glasses but they wanted him to look like a nerd <laughs> he is most known as a writer and a director uh, he wrote lethal weapon he wrote i think he directed as well kiss kiss bang bang uh long kiss good night the nice guys and we're going to be talking about him later on uh, in this series because he also wrote and directed The Predator, the newest in this series. Now, the reason why he's here is because they wanted him to do a draft on the film. They had called him in to say, take a look at this. We want you to do, you know, do some Shane Black to it. And he said, nope, I don't want to. this looks pretty good to me. So basically, they said, all right, all right, all right. Well, just come to where we're shooting. We're shooting in this cool place. You can like, fill in as an actor. And their intention was, while he's there as an actor, we'll get him to rewrite it. Uh, But he claims he never did anything. He didn't touch the script at all. And they just ended up using the original draft. So he's here kind of by a weird sort of thing that went wrong where they wanted him to do a different job. And we have RG Armstrong as General Phillips. Uh, He's a face that's... He's only in this movie two scenes, but everyone knows his face, I think. He's in a lot of stuff. 182 credits, this guy. Wow. He died in 2012. Playing the Predator. Alex, did you have the urban legend trivia on this?
3: Uh, on who originally
0: played the predator? Yeah, because this was the yes. big urban legend at the time.
3: But is true, right? Yeah. So let's see. Let's see if we're talking about the same thing. So originally cast as the predator was Jean-Claude Van Damme, because they wanted a stealthy ninja type predator, and he's five foot nine. And they started shooting things with him in a red kind of suit that they would. CGI over, Um, but he ended up pulling out because he didn't want to be in a role where he was sort of half-credited and never seen, correct?
0: Well, so that's the urban legend, and it's impossible to corroborate because everybody on the cruise has different things. Now, I've seen, I've watched the footage of him in the suit. So to be fair, the red suit was still used anyway, like the red suit was used Mm -hmm. for the thermoptic camouflage stuff. Um, And it's very interesting, very early use of, I guess, what we'd call CGI, but it was, you know, sort of before that, so it's all optical stuff. However, the suit was completely different. So when they started shooting this, they were using a different creature design, um, very cheap uh, company or cheaper company that they thought they could afford. And the suit turned up while they were shooting and it was already late. And it turns up and it's... Uh, there's footage of it online. You can yeah, see it. It's see terrible. It has this horrible. head that's like a sort of anteater head that's bobbling around. And it just looks like a Godzilla enemy. It's terrible. And when you run in it, it's as goofy as fuck. So, yeah, what well, some people claim is that that footage of that is actually John claude Van Damme running around goofily in that suit. And that, yeah, he was pissed and left. Other people have laughed at that and said, no, it wasn't. It does seem unlikely that Jean-Claude Van Damme would take that role to begin with. Like when you sign a contract, you know what you're signing in for. So you wouldn't turn up on on set and then be like, oh, I'm in a suit the whole time. Like you would know you're going to be in that suit. But it's also not entirely impossible. So I'm not sure. However, when they did get rid of whoever was doing that and they got rid of that suit, they shot... Well, because here's the thing is like the director as well said, I just shot two shots of that suit basically and then phoned up. Uh, the production company were like, you don't really expect us to use this, do you? And showed them those shots. And they're like, no, do not use that. <laughs> so then they spent a whole bunch more money and brought in Stan Winston, who on a plane ride to Japan came up with most of the design for Predator. They had some initial sketches and then he was adapting it all on this plane ride to Japan. And he was sitting next to James Cameron on this plane ride, who every now and then would lean over. So James Cameron's actually credited with certain things from this creature design because he had like watched Stan Winston sketching stuff and he just said, you know what I've always wanted to see is I want to see mandibles on an alien. <laughs> so he just like, all right, and just put a little mandibles in. Brilliant!
2: I want its face to look like a crab.
0: Yeah, basically. Uh, so I love, how, I love how it was created. Obviously, Stan Winston then turns in this incredible costume. And they get a guy called Kevin Peter Hall, who's been in a lot of stuff. He sadly died not that long afterwards, 1991. He was 35 years old. He died of AIDS. that he had contracted from a blood transfusion, which is terrible.
2: Holy shit.
0: Yeah. And he oh. seems like the nicest guy. Like everyone, like he was over seven foot tall, huge guy. They wanted someone who would dwarf. And he played Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. Which also came that.
3: out this year. It was on the list. Was so- that a year as well? Yeah. Fantastic.
2: Yeah. We never did yeah. the, the horror films of this year, by the way. Oh, shit. we only did sorry. the box office.
0: Okay. We'll get right to that. Sorry. It's sorry. All right. Yeah, he seemed like the nicest guy he really does on the making of stuff. He just seems wonderful. And then finally, as the voice of the Predator, Peter Cullen. There a name, he is. Whoo, a name of legend. Optimus Prime himself. Yeah. And also the voice of King Kong from the 70s, Eeyore Mogwai from Gremlins. Like, this guy's been it all. And I did not know that was him. There's there's an interesting clip
3: you can find on YouTube of... um. Peter Cullen talking about how he came up with the predator predator voice right okay, and sort of how he was he I think he sort of explains how he was brought to the studio really late in the process. I think they'd either tried a few different things and he went in and and spent an hour kind of playing around and yeah, and did this did that signature voice, which is now yeah.
0: Yeah, I had no idea it was him until, until yeah I was watching stuff and looking stuff up. So that was a new one for me. Uh, Katie, apologies. We did skip over the horror it's films. It's
2: all right. We've mentioned quite a few of them just in this discussion of actors and what people have been in and what also okay. okay. came Well, out Let's just blaze
0: through them so. quickly. The horror films of 1987
2: of note. Uh, you've got Bad Taste, Creepshow 2, Evil Dead 2, The Gate. Lots of twos. Ghoulies two, <laughs> Mary Lou colon prom night two, Hellraiser woo woo. Which you can also hear on our other podcast. Alan and I did. Thank you, thank you for the plug. With Justin, Justin was that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, Justin was a uh, yeah. Yeah, he was excited about space. Uh, <laughs> House to the space. second story. There are a lot of twos. That's crazy. So many Howling three. My goodness. Jaws colon the revenge. The Lost Boys. Great film. The Monster Squad. A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 colon Dream Warriors. There we
0: go. You can listen to that one as well. Me and She's Alex handling that back in uh, when we broke the rule. There just two of us on that podcast. Every now and then I think we need to redo that one, You me Alex, and get someone else in. <laughs> <laughs> so we got three of us. But it broke the rule.
2: <laughs> Bring someone back into the pain. Predator, obviously. A Return to Salem Slot. Silent Night deadly night part two slumber party massacre part two and stage fright
0: so many sequels and lots and lots of slashes we were in that second heyday of slasher movies like the beginning of the 80s and then the end of the 80s well they weren't doing as well but you had all the sequels coming out so they were stacking by that point um so yeah this was kind of a an anomaly uh in that list like there are not many sci-fi horror films going on, even though Alien, yeah, we should say, came out obviously end of the 70s and affected everything after that. And I do think, you know, it's it's very obviously got lots of imitations here from the single creature picking off a whole bunch of people to the army brats of Aliens, which had been out um, just before this. Actually been out in 1986, was it Aliens? Is that right? I think so.
3: Yeah, so it's funny you talking about nothing else sort of being out Kind of like this film at the time I did read a little trivia point Again this could have just been embellished Over the years into sort of Urban legend but that It was initially started The idea of Predator initially Started off as a joke When either one of the writers Or one of the producers Had said to the other One of the writers or producers I can't remember I've lost the note but it was like The only person that Rambo hasn't faced is E.T.
0: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was one that was definitely, that was on the schoolyard at the time. That's another one which just sounds like, yeah, beautiful schoolyard talk that then somehow <laughs> gets onto Wikipedia. <laughs> for sure,
3: <laughs> for sure. Uh,
0: because the, the two writers of this, I was an interview with them and they just said, we had an idea to do a story about a brotherhood of hunters who came from another planet to kill, to hunt all kinds of things. But then they realized that wouldn't work. So they streamlined it down to just like, okay, one hunter coming down to hunt and then they literally just thought, okay, well, if there's a hunter here hunting, what is it going to hunt? It's got to hunt the most dangerous man. And in their brains, what's the most dangerous man? It's an army boy. So yeah. that's really just how simple it was for them. And I love, though, that there was no, like, sort of commentary. Because any other film, I feel like nowadays, if you did this, it would have to have a commentary. like, okay, if we have a hunter from a different planet coming to Earth to hunt, it's going to hunt a hunter on our planet, surely. So there's like a commentary of the hunter becoming the prey. And they don't do that at all. It's just some army dudes. Well, I think it was you know? definitely, yeah.
2: there was conversation to be had in there about Vietnam and about being in the jungle and about the silent killers and, you know, things that you couldn't see and, you know, that sort of yeah intangible danger that I'm sure so many soldiers felt. Yeah you know were- it was
0: one of those things where i'd like to believe that was intentional i feel it's almost circumstantial you know i feel it's almost like just from setting it in that setting and having the army people it creates conversation and interpretation that everyone can do i don't know if the writers really intended it they you know i'm i don't, i don't know from the way they talk about the movie there doesn't seem to be much of a kind of intellectual commentary slant it's really just, we wanted to make a fun movie, basically. And John mm-hmm. McTiernan just came and said, I wanted to make an old-fashioned popcorn movie. That's literally his words, what he wanted to do. Uh, which I love the fact, even in you know in the 80s, an old-fashioned popcorn movie. is like, now if we say that, that's what we're talking about. So yeah. he's talking about from the 60s, you know. Yeah. And Arnie wanted to be involved because he'd always wanted to be in like a Wild Bunch or Magnificent Seven kind of movie. And this was, you know, a whole bunch of people together. He was tired of standing adventure.
2: alone. He wanted a posse. <laughs> I
0: think so. But these writers didn't even have an agent, so they... Everyone uses this terminology with it. They slipped it under the door at Fox. Don't know what that means because you don't literally slip anything under. But he said he slipped it under the door at Fox and it got passed around. Then it got bought, sent out to Arnie. Joel Silver, who's a producer on this and shepherded a lot of it. And then John came in pretty quickly yeah i mean and apparently on set it was just crazy like it's crazy they're, i mean they're on location for this entire film they're shooting in mexico in two different jungle locations and you fucking feel it like there's no set stuff here at all mm-hmm. and it's they said there's like everywhere is inclines and declines there's no flat surfaces so no matter anytime you're resting you're always putting pressure you're always straining camera stuff is a nightmare obviously lugging it around they had to have people there just to measure everything to see what you know could be supported what couldn't they're making rigs by just building stuff up trees and just like it's like a playground you wouldn't be allowed to do it now i don't think and obviously they damaged some bits of the forest i'm sure which they say they did not but it's right there on screen (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're definitely hurting some trees (laughs) They blew up plenty of shit and obviously you got a lot of testosterone on set you got like two well, what did the arnie No arnie never actually did wrestling do you but you got like mr universe you got an, a wrestler you've got uh yeah fucking boxers you've got crazy people and they would wake up at 3 a.m yep. work out run for an hour and a half do reps eat breakfast go shoot finish work go run for another hour then work out for another hour after that then eat and sleep that's what they do every single day.
2: I just want to know what craft services look like for this film. Because you <laughs> would have just been like chicken. bring in the entire cow.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly.
3: One cow insane. each. Yep.
0: And apparently they did it like kind of in secret from each other because you don't want to you want to look like you just turn up buff. You don't want to look like you're actually working out. So like one person would be working out and they'll just walk by and go, Oh hey, oh, you're working out? Oh. And then they would like sneak in once that person had left to work out themselves
2: men are so yeah, weird
1: all right that. <laughs> yep, that. that's yep, really yep. funny uh,
0: they also ran out of money on this movie uh, so they got to break shooting which is a very rare thing terrible for producers fantastic for directors um john was incredibly happy about this it's a rare thing that you get to do woody allen does it on all of his sets now because um, he has that much power shoots most of the film f- just goes away edits it and then comes back to finish and reshoot whatever else he wants you know um so they got to do that here and it really changed the film quite a lot because they had a sabbatical while they had to get more money and then look at their edit and come back and change change stuff up okay let's get into it i think that's most of the most of the fun lead-in trivia 20th century fox fanfare back when that really meant something you know the good old good old days I love I love that old 20th century Fox. It look. makes
2: me so happy. Yeah. Every time I see that logo come on, I'm just like, oh, I'm home.
0: Something still is like about to it's still grainy. It's yeah. cool. And here's the shot that most people forget. We start in space and I you forgot. start in complete silence. And we get a bristle of strings, elegant credits come up. I mean, very elegant title credit for Predator. Nice font still looks good now. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Star turns into a spaceship which drops off a little pod. Heads down to the Earth's atmosphere. Now, most people forget about this bit. I've heard some people argue that it shouldn't be there and it's a mistake in a film. How do you guys feel about doing this? And then you know, then we leave alien stuff and head into the war zone.
3: I love it. I did forget about it. I had forgotten about it, but I, I, I love just how simple it is that we just see it and then it's like you see it drop and then it's like cool. We're just going to leave it now and yeah, go into a very classic action film setup
2: i thought it was great because it it feels as though the predator's presence is intentional and you don't feel like Mm -hmm. he's just crash landed there and he's trying to get out he's there for a reason and i think that makes it even more malevolent and it's great foreshadowing
0: yeah Yeah, i think you're absolutely right like like you because yeah you think about that scene not being there and you'd have no idea why what the uh, what predator is even if it is an alien or not if it crash landed there like what's going on it could just be a sea creature or something or a jungle Mm -hmm. creature like in the jungle you don't know and i don't normally like that stuff i don't normally like those shots at the beginning they do do them pretty cheesily but it's still it looks pretty good it's really Mm -hmm. elegant and yeah it just immediately lets your brain know okay we're gonna go big scope on this like we're starting at space right and we're gonna go to weird stuff now I can settle into something which maybe isn't for everyone because this film does quite cleverly bridge two things. It's like if you're an 80s you know, action you know, bro who just wants to go see movies with guys shouting, then you're probably going to go see this movie. But then if you're a nerdy sci-fi geek, you've got a different reason for seeing this movie. And I think this is a great way to say something else is going to happen. Now let's settle into a different movie for a bit. And I really like that. Hey, like it so much that it's one of the films that inspired me stealing it for my film <laughs> to start with something sci-fi to let you know something weird is going to happen later on mm. in this movie so hold hold on so yeah a chopper flying in army base by the beach we've got mustache guy what's his name again carl weathers, carl weathers. he's just drinking chilling out waiting thinking about of, that stew <laughs> crew of very very surly big fucking looking guys get out of this chopper we're introducing a one by one they all already pissed and then we just have a silhouette of Arnie sitting on this
1: will
3: love it at. what a badass he's just sitting there everyone's jumping out. he lights a cigar first and he's just like then he gets out throws his bag so good Do you know how much of
0: a badass he is? He wasn't even allowed to light his cigar in that helicopter because you can't. So they had to (laughs) basically paint in him lighting it on the wide and then you go in for a close-up, which is him somewhere else. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, he looks fucking cool here. I love this intro. And the big thing for me immediately, which I'm going to say for me is like, one of the things that elevates this film so much is the music. This score is phenomenal. It's crazy Uh, good. So a couple of weeks ago, me and Katie, we just came off a fantastic fest and I talked to three composers there. And I'm not even kidding. All three of these composers told me you wouldn't believe how many times film directors come to them and say, make the score like Predator. Wow.
2: Huh, so many that's really people. Interesting.
0: It's so big. It's so like the percussion is incredible Like they turn a percussion into like a creature of its own. And it builds tension, excitement, mm-hmm. like, I fucking love the score. It's one of my all-time favorite scores.
3: Yeah, ever. for me, listening to some bits, yeah, I really love the score as well, but it was interesting that there were some bits where, and and I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing, but it, for me, it was very noticeable how the score filled the gaps in some moments in a very 80s sort of way, like... With these kind of little flourishes and little kind of like just the way it kind of highlighted the gaps in between scenes or the beats like in sort of more still silent moments felt very ages oh, yeah. to me. Like just how it would, how, how it would kind of, uh, yeah, sort of litter itself through those moments was interesting. But other than that, like, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing.
2: It was almost there to remind you that it was an action film still. Yeah, when the times yeah, that yeah, it, yeah it, it the tension died a little bit, or the tension was so high that there normally, like modern day, there wouldn't be music there. They would just let you sit yeah. in the jungle mm-hmm. in the silence and be more in that I character's so. head. And it was definitely more indicative of the '80s time frame where they're like, no, always has to be overwhelming. You always have to be. Remember, oh, you're yeah. in a movie.
0: It's back when scores could be big and have their own personality. Yeah. yeah now it would mm-hmm. be textural and pastoral. Absolutely. And you yeah. might have a subtle theme, whereas back then you could smack yourself in the face. I mean, mm-hmm. this is the same year you're saying as the Untouchables, yeah. which has like that Ennio Morricone score, which is phenomenal. And it is just in your face. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what I love about this. But, but I will say, I'm going to point it out as we go through, I think it's very smart where it chooses to pull back. Like mm-hmm. where it chooses to have melody and where it chooses to have percussion and then where it chooses to have nothing at all, I think is actually, for me, it works brilliantly yeah the rolling jungle drums that they have when they're going through is, is so fucking cool yeah. and there's a little bit of sort of sci-fi feel there to it you know which keeps leading you into where you're going to be heading yeah and then in particular when we get to the heat vision sections there's going to be no music mm-hmm. every time you're in the heat vision there is zero music there's great sound design in this movie as well and i think it's it knows how to use that but yeah, is, I mean, the shots here are actually really beautiful. Very typical 80s, though. I mean, this almost looks like an A-team kind of intro <laughs> sequence as we're getting our guys fly in. Yeah. And yeah, I have to say immediately, how are you guys? Is, like, Are you guys Arnie fans? Do you like his presence? I mean, I, I think we can all say he's not a great actor, right? <laughs> I think <laughs> like, he's like makes like, up era. for it
2: with his personality, though. I mean, Definitely. You can't you can't hate Arnie. I don't know anybody that I've ever talked to who's like, I fucking hate Arnold Schwarzenegger because he's just, he's such a cool guy. He's just, yeah, you can tell he's funny. I've definitely
0: met people who hate him. Really? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Like, I've what met about people, him? Particularly at that time. To be honest, at that time, I hated him, but I was a kid and he was just too, like, big and just in movies that didn't interest me. Uh, like, his, his army movies at that time didn't interest me, so I kind of hated well, him. Well, yeah. But I've met a lot of people since then who really... Do not appreciate him. Absolutely watching total, the Making like, ofs. Just
2: teddy bear meathead, you know. Watching
0: honestly, like I've always seen him that way. But watching the Making ofs, he is that. But like he's so fucking nice. Yeah. That I was just like, why don't anybody let him just be that? Just be that. Like honestly, like I wish I hadn't watched the Making ofs, and then watched his film again because then I was just kept thinking, I wish Arnie could just be how he is <laughs> because he's still really tough. Obviously.
2: Did you not see twins? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, twins
3: is
1: great. <laughs> or a kindergarten
2: I love cop. twins.
3: No, well, a like, kindergarten cop—he's still the tough cop, remember? And it's
0: the kids Yeah, but I melt mean, his towards heart. the
2: end, I know, but he gets his little heart melted. Exactly. He's very
0: different. He's got his, a weird softness to him in the making of. That's so interesting. Like yeah. he speaks softer, and his eyes are kind of—it's strange. I'd never seen him that way.
3: Yeah, yeah I like mean, I feel the exact same way as Katie. Like I really. Like him from the get-go. And, and, you know, part of that is nostalgia as well and and kind of that connection to this time and childhood. But also, there's something about him, regardless of his acting, that is charismatic on screen and enjoyable to watch. And I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think I say it every movie of his that I watch now. Like, I love it in all these films, especially through this time, through the 80s and the 90s, like, he plays all these characters who they don't make any adjustments for in the sense like like in um total recall for example his his name's Quaid and like in this it's Dutch like he's these american guys but he's still in his thick mm-hmm. austrian accent but there's no like <laughs> there's no adjustments made yeah, no, for that um, <laughs> it's just played as yeah. that and you're just like cool <laughs> it's awesome
0: <laughs> <laughs> just go with it
3: yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's just... I, don't
0: yeah, know, I mean, he's, it he's, he's such me a smile. presence that you can't... Yeah, it's hard to, like, not enjoy him. And this film is just full of so many weird cartoon <laughs> characters that are yeah. all built as fuck. This is like... The, I've never seen so many muscular men mm-hmm. in their prime in my entire life. It's kind of terrifying. So, yeah, like, so we're learning a little bit then here of... The setup for the story, which of what story there is, which I'll be honest, I had to pause things and rewind them about 30 times in this movie to try and pick up on the story details. Because I realized watching this film this time, trying to like get notes, that every other time I've watched this film, I don't think I really understand what's going on. You just kind of go along for the ride of like, all right, they're going to get something and then they're mm-hmm. following this. i, I didn't, The detail of the story has always escaped me a little bit. And as I was rewinding it and listening to it, it kind of was like, yeah, because they're mumbling it because they know there isn't really much <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Yeah, they're like, summer. maybe
2: if we have Carl Weathers just yell it really loud, <laughs> but very quickly, <laughs> everyone will just be like, yeah, it's, it's an intense situation. Just go.
3: Yeah, even having seen it a bunch of times, re-watching it now, because I can't remember the last time I saw it, there was still a part of me that in my head was like, oh, they're going into the jungle, because of the alien at the beginning, like as a reported kind of crash or Oh, right. Like something yeah. crashed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then I was... Nope. But then it's not that. And then...
0: No, it's no. Kind of it's muddy. literally <laughs> its own army movie. Yeah, <laughs> it is. With yeah. its own stupid army plot that then they kind of segued it. I mean, it almost feels like one of those Hellraiser later movies where they took a different script and then just like, let's shove an alien into this, you know? <laughs> but, you know, for the better. Whereas for the Hellraiser films, it was always for the worse. Yeah, so it turns out, okay, so 15 hours ago, they lost a cabinet minister is what they're claiming. They think he's been taken by guerrilla soldiers and he was flying over an area where he's not meant to be with the insurgents and stuff. And they, so they've called in Arnie's team. Now, here's something that's in, not just very hard, I would argue impossible to clarify, is what the fuck are Arnie's team? Because they are called in to do this job, quoting Carl Weathers, because some damn fool Who accused you of being, being the <laughs> best. <laughs> So good <laughs> And then he, and then Arnie turns around with his like Dirty look in his face and goes Dylan you son of a bitch
2: I love and then that. you get the I best bicep shot And then they high five It
0: was arm wrestling in mid air Yeah <laughs> Like it's very hard to do that So
3: So Bethany So I watched this with Bethany which was great So I can give you updates as to her feelings as well <laughs> We were trying to figure out I was I was convinced that Carl Weathers had a long sleeve shirt that was rolled up way up to his biceps. But Bethany was convinced it was a short sleeve shirt that was rolled and <laughs> on his biceps. Because either way, it looked weird because he had a tie on as well. <laughs>
2: yeah, he did.
0: And then even mentions the tie and he's just like, forget about the tie. <laughs>
2: So fucking funny. <laughs> Ain't no shirt sleeves can contain these monsters.
0: He's like, you're yeah. a pencil pusher now. It's like, yeah, look at it. Clearly never works out.
3: <laughs> oh, God. So good.
0: I will go for the short sleeve shirt, but rolled. Like short, long, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And then they roll it a little bit. Yeah. Kind of like the Panama look. Is that what that is? I don't know. Yeah.
2: yeah. I would say short.
0: Well, Yeah. So what I'm not understanding here. Okay. Because they're called in to do this job. Later on, we're going to have some lines where it's like, hey, you're still under orders. Blah, blah, blah. As if they're part of the army, essentially. But then Arnie does lines here where we, we're very quickly trying to show, yeah, but Arnie just likes to do things that he thinks are morally appropriate. He's not an assassin, which he makes very clear. They're like, why didn't you do Libya? He said, it wasn't my style. We're a rescue team. We're not assassins. So he gets to pick which jobs he goes on, yeah, so which is not something that happens in the army.
3: <laughs> yeah, so my, I always thought they were sort of like French Foreign Legion style mercenaries sort of like guns for hire that do have yeah. a Marine Army background because they do talk about, oh, we were located at Fort Blah 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 at one point. I, so I always was under the assumption that they had been in the Army and now they were out of the Army doing these sort of like for hire Damn contract. Right. first and hire kind of Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So I think the
1: Army
3: is still... Yeah, and so like Carl Weather's was maybe part of their like platoon or whatever when they're in the army and now he's not and now that that's why there's that kind of conflict of interest where it's like well
0: and I guess Carl that's Weathers why, is like, still working we're going to later learn. The they've, yeah, they've already sent in another team of army people which then didn't come back. Mm-hmm. Which is what's actually sort of going on. So yeah, I guess then that's why when you bring in what they see as as the expendable team because they're not actually part of the army, I guess. Yeah. Yeah yeah so awesome. i do love this when he says um, we're not assassins you get this the general and dylan just look at each other immediately as if they're calling him but arnie doesn't notice because he's lighting up another damn stogie <laughs> <laughs> apparently they had to put that in the film because you literally like couldn't stop him from just lighting up he would just light up cigars nonstop in real life and carl weathers had never smoked up to that point and thought smoking was a terrible dirty habit and he would never ever do that but then with Arnie smoking around him the whole time, he kept smelling it and then eventually tried it, and then Arnie sent him a box and then he was addicted for most of his
2: Wow. Life. He's like, smoke these, you look cool.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> it is ridiculous. It's like every time you have cuts of him being directed, he just can barely talk because he's talking through the cigar and he's just like, rah, It Sounds even more impossible to understand him than in normal normal life. So they say a one-day operation, you're gonna drop him grab this team that's been, you know, this cabinet minister or whatever that's been taken and then get out. That's basically it. Dylan's going to tag along and Arnie's really not happy about it, which is weird because they just seem like best friends a couple of seconds ago. <laughs> but, okay. And then cool fucking music kicks in. What's this song again? I love this song so much. Uh, in the helicopter.
2: I don't know. All I uh, yeah that I remember was oh, that it was impossible me. to ride in a helicopter at this point without some really intense american music playing oh yeah 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 that
0: it was works cool. so and two, it works so well though because yeah you're like popped out into fucking kick-ass music but this weird sinister like feel to it because the cinematography is beautiful yeah and you're in this red helicopter light inside yeah you're, i love like, that getting Hobbit. to know all of the team and i remember like i don't know if you guys i remember because we had this taped off of tv and i remember just how dark this scene felt on VHS, like, recorded mm-hmm. from TV. So it was kind of weird getting to see inside this helicopter properly <laughs> now. I loved
3: that choice, though, that they, like, kept it all red in there and that the, we were just on, like, all these tight shots of all the different uh, soldiers. It was really cool. Yeah. Well, they put on and their it- makeup. Yeah,
2: yeah
0: they're exactly. They're all putting on their makeup.
3: They're all putting on the makeup, and I swear... <laughs> Whether this was Carl Weathers' choice or the <laughs> the makeup artist, but oh. they really I like. There's a point when you see him in the jungle, and I was like, "Do you think that looks really funny, Bethany?" Because it looked like they he had just contoured it along his che- like to highlight his cheekbones and the lines <laughs> of cheek- <in> his face. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like it looked stage like it, it, it yeah, oh. it was really funny. There's just like one bit where it's just like the lines and cheekbones. It's all just very defined. Like it was all very intentionally placed.
2: It was like pre-blended contouring.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, the, I mean they're a perfect amount of different personalities in this team which I do like they're very distinguishable immediately from each other Arnie's learning in the chopper that there's no backup uh, and what, the reason why I love that music so much is because then we're in the, in the chopper with them the alarm then starts going off yeah. at the point, and then the music cuts out with the alarm still going and it suddenly feels sinister it suddenly yeah. feels like oh okay you feel a bit oh, and this is such a good atmosphere built yeah, and then the rolling jungle drums start as they start to, like, um, what's the word? Descend. Yeah, what is that word when you use your ropes to go down? Repel. Yeah,
3: repel. There's also a bit where Jesse Ventura is chewing his Abac- tobacco on the helicopter. Right. And he says that he calls the rest of the crew slack-jawed. Yeah. I'm not going to say the word. <laughs> <laughs> like you quote
0: in the movie; it's fine. I quote lots of movies. The bad things are saying they're not our words; they are the movie's words that we're discussing. He
3: he, he, he calls his crew slack-jawed faggots, and he says that if mm-hmm. you chew this, it'll make you a sexual Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think just like happens me. if you chew tobacco. I don't. I don't.
1: No. It, don't don't, it, don't, the it rots out
2: your teeth.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it just gives you mouth cancer. I think yeah. I remember
0: as a kid thinking his name was Texas. Like, that's like <laughs> how stereotypically cartoonish right. he seemed to me. <sighs> um, I really enjoy Jesse in the context of the film to a degree. But, yeah, after watching the stuff of him in real life, I'm just like, oh, found him hard as a stomach.
3: So, like, now. for you, it was the opposite with Arnie, where it was like, oh, he seems like such a nice yeah. guy in real life. Really I want was. to see more of that. And Jesse Ventura is just like, whoa, you are actually that guy.
1: Oh yeah, for
0: sure. only worse. Yeah, yeah, he's he's. Ew. Yeah,
2: he just looked like he was improving the whole time. Like he's like, I'm gonna say what the fuck I want.
0: Yeah, so well done Minneapolis for yeah. <laughs> bringing him in as your governor. I just love how Mayor you have him, and, then, and then
2: you have the other guy who's just telling pussy jokes the whole time.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's Shane Black. So that's Shane Black no, doing pussy jokes, and the pussy jokes <laughs> were improved. I knew it. Which he was asked to do because he kept telling them. To the producer Joel Silver, and Joel Silver thought they were hilarious, <laughs> and uh, they were realizing they wanted every character to have a trait, and he one didn't have he didn't have a line, and he was saying to Joel Silver, "I don't have a line. Like these guys have all got like their one line that's going to be their one liner kind of thing." So he was like, "You tell great jokes. Just tell some of those jokes." <laughs> in The film.
3: What was the one he told uh, on the plane? It was like
2: it was something, something about-, about a pussy so big, and I can't remember now what it was.
0: Well, the echo one is the second yeah. one that he tells. The first one. Uh, it's where she's saying she wants a little pussy or something. Or like someone said, oh, they want a little pussy and right. she's like, yeah, so do I. wants ginormous or something like that. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's it. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Not even a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, an, he's a fantastic comedy writer. I like that's that what's...
3: he repeats the punchline as well. And I think he explains yeah. the joke, which, makes, which kind yeah. of redeems that moment. Because it's just like, fuck, that's such an awful, stupid joke. But the fact that he oh yeah explains it is just like okay
0: but it's idiot. his character i mean that's the thing is like i don't like well, i would not hang out with i don't think any of these characters <laughs> but they feel right for what they are you know mm-hmm. for the testosterone yeah. that's going on it's like yeah these, these seem right and they're not deplorable human beings or anything they no. haven't done anything I'm just, I'm just like i don't want to hang out with you but you're not terrible people i
2: would hang yeah. out with billy billy's awesome
0: yeah billy's cool Billy is the Native American uh, tracker hunter who's yeah. come along, who basically is who should have played Turok if there was ever a Turok oh movie. Oh, my
2: God, right?
0: <laughs> it would have been awesome. Damn it. Um. So, yeah, love this real location photography. You can really tell straight away they're at the down chopper. Lots of quiet here. That's what I mean. The, the music just, like, cuts off, and it's, like, very quiet as they're investigating. They're not talking to each other. And they're in proper sort of commando mode. And then they learn pretty quickly that Chopper was down from a heat-seeking missile. So something, well, it's a heat-seeking rocket. So something's wrong. Uh, this isn't what they've necessarily been brought in for. And they're starting to get suspicious straight away. So like, we're doing, there's so much story immediately in this movie. I was really appreciating, mm-hmm. at, at the beginning at least, just how quick this moves and how we get through stuff. Even though it's going to be a long time until we really see the Predator, there's army stuff they're really, like, getting through. And yeah. there's no... We're a minute later and Arnie's already suspicious of the job that they're on. You know?
3: right. one, of, uh, one of Bethany's comments, as she was sort of half-watching it with me, as she often does with these horror <laughs> films that I watch, uh, was was how quickly it sort of gets into the action. Not yeah. necessarily the Predator stuff, but, but certainly the army stuff,
0: which is sure. cool. So I think, and if you guys picked up other notes, please do correct me with the story of this. But from my understanding of it, they're saying... The tracker guy is saying 12 gorillas took the hostage. Yep. And then six army boys went through as well. They found like secondary boot prints, uh, which is immediately making them feel weird about it. And I'm a little bit confused still as well. But okay, so we got 12. Well, this
2: is the point that we find out that they've already sent people in there.
0: Sure, but we're about to find all of these people. Okay, so like tracker boy then cuts a branch to drink from it, which I really like.
3: Yeah. True. Yep. Sucking the sap
0: yeah and then somehow i mean surely you you place these bodies up in front of him rather than behind him but somehow drinking from this branch makes him know to turn around and climb a tree <laughs> because he suddenly realizes there's these these bodies hanging there and there's three bodies hanging upside down skinned
3: and gutted what a reveal
0: fucking great and this really is where cool. the horror starts to come in like it looks nasty as hell still looks great these effects but I am confused. So if you've got twelve gorillas, they're whatever, they're gorillas, they're taking hostage, and then we got six army guys going by afterwards. That whole what thing I went thought over the twist my later head. was was that this helicopter because we're gonna learn later there isn't actually they're not trying to retrieve anyone. There was a group sent in to try and get intel from these gorillas, essentially. Right. And they failed. So then they're sending this group in to get that intel, pretending that they're rescuing someone, essentially. So there was no hostage. So you got the 12, so is it meant to be the 12 gorillas and then the, the army guys who survived that helicopter crash and presumably survived the predator attack followed the gorillas and then got captured later? Because we're going to see army guys in the gorilla camp.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Otherwise, what happened to those six guys? Where did they, like, I'm kind of confused.
2: Because there are only three bodies hanging from this tree.
0: Yeah, and then one guy And then one guy, the guy the you see
2: gets shot later. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there should be two more people.
0: Well, and also if there's six boots on the ground, right? I thought he said they follow because they're following both tracks for a while, right? And if there was a skirmish with the predator there, then surely all of those guys would know there's something in the fucking jungle, and there would be you know crazy tracks. And then I ch- I don't know I'm just very confused about a whole bunch of the evidence that leads them onto things in this. And,
3: uh, yeah, that uh, is a little confusing. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely that, hit
2: a point where I just went with it.
0: That's what I mean. You always watch this film and you just go, whatever. Yeah. Like, you yeah. don't think about it. But me trying to make notes, I was suddenly like, oh, this is the hardest film I've had to make notes for yeah. <laughs> that we've ever covered because it's not that simple. Well, and then they, they start talking yeah, about 20.
2: another general person. I can't remember his mm-hmm. name now. And I was like, who is this person that we're talking about? Because then apparently both Arnie and Carl Weathers know who this guy is that they've sent in already. So then the idea is that they're now searching for him. And
0: apparently. But then I think we learn later that yeah, that it's not Right. That that is true, but they were sent in just to get the intel.
2: Right. I don't know. Which
0: means I don't know. So I don't understand. But the gorillas were clearly there and, you know, kidnapped some people and the Predator was there. But I don't know why the Predator then wouldn't have done stuff with the gorilla and I don't know if there was two separate timelines why they would have left people at the chopper that was crashed. And then some got kidnapped by a Gorilla and then some got... I don't understand.
2: Are you meant to think that the Predator only attacks the strongest of the people? So in the Gorilla well, he- army, he's already
3: gotten...
0: Oh, are they meant to be Gorilla people? No, they're not because they pick up the dog tags, don't they? Yeah,
3: because it it's implied that he doesn't... Predator doesn't attack the girl because she's unarmed. Right. But the yeah. Gorillas would have been armed as right. the other mm-hmm. army dudes. So... Yeah, I don't know. This bit for me, it yeah, just went, not, just kind of <laughs> goes by unnoticed or not clear. Which wouldn't know. be so
0: bad, but they talk about it. Like, they really get into it. That's the right. problem. It's like, okay, well, just don't say so much and you're fine. You got a tracker boy. Gorillas went that way. Let's just go that way. You know? It's just those extra army boots on the ground that confuse the crap out of mm-hmm. me. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But okay. For me, I was just like watching it was like, oh, okay. They've found the bodies. There's still one person missing. They're going to go to the camp and try and get it yeah. back. Yeah. So just to start off our predator kill count, I guess these three that have been skinned and gutted would be our first three sure. predator kills. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, Always that re- that it. reveal of those bodies is just. It was really good. It's so cool, and like this, the the look of them like it doesn't it doesn't feel dated or or. No. even cheesy it just, it's just really disturbing and graphic and
1: yeah
0: it's the yeah. height it's, yeah this film is at the height of practical effects you know mm. before everything went digital so yeah Arnie I love how Arnie catches their dog tags like a fucking champion yep he's <laughs> <This laughs> just like uh, yeah so this little and General Hopper is one of them so it's gonna call it Hopper's Chopper from now on he knew these men they were green, green berets and extra confusion moustache guys pretending he doesn't know why they were there so Tracker Boy says they're firing in all directions, but he can't find any tracks for what they're firing at. Um, and then the other men's tracks disappeared. So they follow the hostage tracks. Jesse has a big old gun, which he brings out here. Just starts showing it off.
3: Yep.
2: I mean that guy can't not have a big fucking obnoxious gun.
3: So
0: no, yeah, it has to.
3: It represents his penis. Obviously. Is what he would be thinking
0: for sure so here's where we get our first pan to the dense jungle now what was interesting they said shooting on location you think it'd be great but they said other than all the obvious problems which there were so many leeches and bugs Ugh. and all this stuff that happened to them on set i mean they're in real water all the time so terrible things would happen Ugh. but they said the bigger problem was when you're shooting it jungle is too dense and it's not actually interesting so they would have to cut back leaves and branches just to give depth otherwise you actually had nothing to look at uh, so you couldn't create the tension and they do it so great in this film. I feel when you're panning around and you're you're doing that thing you do in Blair Witch, you know, where you're like you're you're able to look at something for a long period of time and you're just staring at it to see if you can see something or not. Yeah, right. And you're just like, is there something there? But we get his heat vision for the first time. We're just under twenty minutes in, so it's not moving that slow for the Predator stuff. It just does a gradual reveal of him. I this love sound that. Design, I
3: fucking love so it. So good, so it's good. So it's like underwater sort
0: of. Yeah. yeah.
3: i love the um yeah how they pair sort of the rapidness of how much they bring in the sort of army gun battle action with the the slow reveal of the predator like it's it's such a cool cool kind of juxtaposition that he's sort of observing and then to reveal it with the heat sensing the first way from his point of view is what a choice like it's such a great choice
0: i can't imagine the first time people would see this film like you'd be like what the what the fuck is happening here yeah, I will say right now a problem I have always had with the Predator films is this is a nightmare. Like I don't care how big and how cool a hunter you are, you are falling over everything if you only see in heat vision. Like there is no way you oh, could traverse yeah. a jungle properly. <laughs> well, that I kept and,
2: questioning if that's how he sees all the time, or if that's something that he can turn on and off.
0: Well, we'll get to it at the end because he takes it off and you see how he sees. That's true. Which is even more impaired. But, like, these, they're a seriously impaired race that couldn't even build the ships, no matter the contraptions they're using, and would never win in any battle. Like, I, I always feel a little bit sorry for the Predator in these films, because i like, yeah, but he's at a huge disadvantage, because, sure, he can see heat signature, but he can see fuck all else. But it looks cool, so, you know, does look you cool. go with it.
3: What was it? i read somewhere what it was meant to be based on. Anyway, I'll find well, it. The, yeah,
0: okay. Love this shot of Arnie crawling all sexy like down the hill. Love it. Right. I love
3: them sl- I love sliding
2: <laughs> oh down my that God. Hill. It makes it's like literally no noise. And and I was then like, they you're, all you're, do it. It's doing... so good. You're going down a hill of brittle dry leaves and he's like, it's so quiet. It's How? amazing. No one knows.
0: That's a really nice shot though. We like go down with him and then in one shot we then crest over to look down on the encampment. We're already there were all the gorillas walking around. And he's watching the gorillas shoot a hostage. Arnie looks like he needs some payback. Shall I tell you something? I had a new experience with watching this film, watching this scene. Because we start off and he's like looking through binoculars. He's like looking at what's happening. He turns to his people, gives them some symbol si- signals so everyone goes to like different areas, gets ready. Then he creeps on down and uses, basically wants to show off his strength. <laughs> so yeah. he lifts this truck. There's a dude standing right next yeah. to him. He doesn't notice yeah. any of this. It's fucking ridiculous.
2: Yeah, but to me this was so much fun because it was literally a real life Far Cry outpost takedown. Yes.
3: Yep, that's exactly, I exactly like,
2: what, what I was going to so say. I was like this is so cool because this is exactly what I would do is I would like watch everyone's movement, see what's going on and then by the end it's just like fuck this, you bring out the yeah, big gun. Yeah, it all
0: just goes to shit. That's exactly what I was going to say. When like, oh, you yeah. experience watching this it's like, oh my god, this is where subconsciously yeah. Far Cry got so many of its ideas. Yeah,
2: for <laughs> yeah, sure. I think
3: I I turned to to Bethany, and I've written it down in my notes, tagging all the enemies. Yes,
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was so fun because he takes down people quietly at first, and then yeah. once he gets noticed, he's like, "Fuck this!"
0: <laughs> just yeah. pushes yeah. the truck. Well, he doesn't even get noticed. He, yeah, he just decides to do it because it's uh, like it's it's a stupid tactical decision, but. <laughs> Again, looks cool.
2: But you have everyone <laughs> else who you're trying crime. to do co-op with in your headphones going, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Okay, fine. Yeah, this is
0: why Alex does not play co-op with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's because, yeah, he's going to be up there with his bow and arrow and sniper and someone's just going to go in there with like, I'm just going to set the fucking panther on fire and, and <laughs> throw, strap a grenade to it. Throw some bait
3: <laughs> in the middle. No, no, no. no I was no, about no. to throw the bait. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh, I love man. that you guys went to that as well. But then I was watching that going, oh my God, I love this scene even, like, even more now. But then I was also thinking, yeah, but if... I mean, there is a Far Cry movie, sadly, by Uwe Boll. But if there was a proper Far Cry movie and it was like this, I probably wouldn't like it. No, <laughs> To be honest, it would be too action-y for me. And I have to say, I'm respecting it more because I respect the filmmaking now of this movie a lot. In the making-ofs, they were literally saying, we want to create the greatest you know, action scene of all time. Um, they really filmed this to be as big as was humanly possible. I, growing up watching it, this was always the low part of the film for me. Like, I did not like, this is exactly why I didn't like Arnie films. I didn't like Commando and that stuff. I didn't like this just obnoxious big guys standing impossibly, like just impossibly standing and walking and shooting and nobody dies. Like, none of their team dies in this scene. Right. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. Yeah. And it's just lots of cutaways of people falling in slow motion from huge explosions. I appreciate it now for what it is, but I grew up hating this scene. Yeah. I really did. If so there just was a real to, um,
2: Far Cry movie, the scene of him in the binoculars would have been about two hours long. So <laughs> there, just waiting a me. real Far Cry movie would have been so fucking boring. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so just to rewind about Predator's vision, apparently, I don't know if it was based on this, but it's meant to be the same as how snakes detect their prey.
2: Oh, the right.
1: Vision.
0: That makes sense. Huh. It's like, oh, that's why lucky they don't have legs because they'd fucking trip over everything.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: So, do you guys? Yeah, are you guys into the? And most people do. Most people love this action sequence. It's seen as a real classic. Yeah, how do you feel about it now?
3: <laughs> it's just crazy and over the top. And you're right. Like none of their men die, and they're just there's explosions left, right, and center, and they're blowing stuff up. It's it feels very 80s sort of uh, Rambo style action uh action scene but it's sort of like what bethany was saying to me i like that it that it comes so quickly into the film and it happens so quickly and it's still very much this yeah rambo commando actiony film feel with with the alien uh with the predator sort of existing in the background as an observer still at this point i like that that is is hovering over this moment for us that that he's there and that it's observing this, just sort of this senseless over the top destruction. It's wild.
2: Yeah, this definitely had what all, like you were to say, Alex, what all action movies of this type had for me, especially growing up. This was the mo- these are the movies that my dad would watch, and it was the, for in my house. It was like you either watch this or you don't get to watch TV so we would watch this and it was like okay this to me is what army is and it was it was fine for what it was it was nothing notable in this scene i definitely appreciate it now more with like i was saying the onset of gaming and appreciating yeah that that is literally what it's like to take down the outposts and stuff now in games. So that was really the only highlight of this scene for me. Otherwise, it's just, it's really ridiculous.
0: I think my problem with it is that it's, you know, you need this scene to show how good his team are. So you appreciate how good they are before they go up against the Predator. They just blow shit up. But that's what I mean. But the problem is for me, it's so big that they seem, it does come from a different movie. Like this is the only scene, I know, Get to the Chopper became a catchphrase, but it doesn't feel like one, you know, in the writing. This is the only scene where Arnie's like running around saying, Stick around, knock, knock. Yeah, his yeah, liners are like, right. insane. Jesse's saying, I ain't got no time to bleed. Like, there's all these catchphrases in here. It's like, This is from a different Arnie movie. This yeah. doesn't feel like mm-hmm. it belongs in this movie to me. And I would love that. It's shot well. Like, it's very competent. It's a lot of stupid fun. But I would love the scene so much more if it had continued with the Wiggly Wiggly Arnie and he had like seen everyone and then they had sort of silently taken out most of them. And then at the end, maybe there was a quick sort of firefight. But it's just so fucking big
2: well they're meant to be this cohesive unit that's been doing this forever together and like this is what they do and again there was there at the very beginning there's this moment of miscommunication between all of them where they're like what is he doing what is he doing so you're not seeing that camaraderie like that unit feel of them you're just seeing yeah big guys with big guns just yeah. crazy. going crazy and probably America. would have killed each other in that too oh yeah
0: now there's a yeah, bit of arnie they're literally just panning with arnie like walking and every now and then he just lifts like from the hip and just goes Brrr, yeah Brrr, brr, brr, and you just cut to like three people dying each time it's like there's no one even well and shooting they all look the
2: same because even these people at this outpost are wearing exactly what they're wearing and there's yeah. no differentiating factors and even as i was <laughs> yeah. watching it i was like how are these people not shooting each other or knowing mm-hmm. before they shoot who's on whose team.
3: Yeah, there was a bit where a guy comes around, I think when the helicopter's trying to to take off at first, and a mm-hmm. g- guy comes around from the side of the helicopter and gets shot. And I was like, oh my God, that was Billy. He just got yeah. killed. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't It wasn't Billy. It was one That's of the exactly gorillas. That's exactly what I <laughs> thought. Um, but you know, this, yeah. This I think, scene really plays into sort of what you were talking about as well at the beginning Al, of, of the... The side of the audience that is that looking for that macho testosterone fueled, yeah. you know, just kind of chaos and yeah, guns and shooting and
1: this. Yeah, really you almost plays tricking them to
0: into the different film that this is. Yeah, um, and this is the scene to kind of placate them, I guess. Yeah. So then they think, oh, we're going to get more of this, and they get something different from now on. Uh, yeah, if there was more of this, I'd be disappointed, but I can handle one scene of it.
3: And then I guess it also highlights, yeah, like. I think you, you just said, Katie, like it, it plays into the... Gives them that sense of being indestructible. Right. Um,
0: yeah, but I think that's a negative thing. Like you want to feel like you worry for these people, you know? But I guess it does then show how cool the Predator is that it can take them out so easily, mm-hmm. considering they're indestructible. Considering they have the cheat codes for the game. So this is where we learned that the mustache guy is actually looking for intel and he's just, you know, all, getting all sexy about it, rubbing papers all over his body while Arnie looks at him disgusted. <laughs> And he's all angry for him setting them up. The Hopper Chopper was a previous team that was actually sent in. And this is where we're learning all that stuff that we said before. And then this is also where we run into a preposterously hot girl who gets a punch snooze from one of the guys. <laughs> I, just, I, I, think.
2: I freaking huh? love that you just put a hat on a girl and she's unattractive. Yeah. But then later on, put her in a white tank top and take the hat off and she's sexy. Oh, yeah. It's just... What?
0: Well, yeah, so they're learning here as well from maps that there are gorillas a mile away. So they're presuming they're coming in because, you know, I mean, again, Far Cry, <laughs> once they call in for help, yeah. get the fuck out.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to go hide again. They didn't disable the alarms. They, they uh, didn't, stupid.
0: Yeah. Rookie mistake, aren't you what? So they have to run and the only way out is apparently a valley to the east, which, which is set up here as a tough valley anyway, even without a predator. Right. He's like, oh, I wouldn't. And I rewound this bit 10 times. I could not hear what Tracker Boy was saying. It's like, I wouldn't wish this valley on. I was <laughs> <And> like, <Arnie's... laughs>
2: on person I don't like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not an insert name here. Yeah. Anyway, so they're going to head him through this tough valley. Very, very lots of weird blink and you miss it exposition. But we're through that now because now we're into really what the, the rest of the movie is, which is they got to get out. Yeah. And then the chopper is like, they're not going to get a pickup chopper at this location. So they got to get somewhere where it can come to them. And Predator Boy is watching. So we establish here, yeah, some Spanish dialogue. There's only a couple of them who are speaking Spanish with the girl. And that the Predator is beginning to put together these speech patterns. So it's listening to them. And then we see inside, it's what we're going to learn later is visor. It's recording these bits Mm -hmm. and then sort of learning how to morph them and repeat them. Um, and one of the first so words cool. it learns is the anytime, which I fucking love. It's just so creepy. It's just like, anytime. So uh, love it. And then we also established that they killed scorpions on this set. Yeah. Yep. And <laughs> yep. uh, one of the guys uh, saves Carl Weathers from a scorpion by stabbing it. And then a predator comes down and we get something that I remember vividly as a poster Which is the Predator's heat vision hand? We get a reveal of its hand, so we get to see these talents, but it's through heat vision. So again, it's like you're seeing it, but you're not seeing it yet. Mm -hmm. And then we get this scorpion on it, which it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it looks so cool.
3: I think that again, like such the the choices that are made throughout this film of of how the Predator is revealed, I think are just so spot on and so well timed, and to just show the hand first through the heat vision. It's fucking cool. It's so so yeah. cool.
2: My only thing with this was you're in a freaking jungle and there's gonna be I was glad that they show later like a ball python and they show the scorpion. Cause in my head, I always hate when they, you know, traipse through jungles and you don't see those animal aggressors. And I obviously when you're filming a movie, that's a lot more variables to enter into it. But with him having heat vision, wouldn't he see all of this stuff? when he looks at yeah. them and not just humans mm-hmm. walking through a jungle like you would yeah, see all the scorpions you would see all the bugs you would see
1: the snakes. well i mean i guess
0: it depends how high the heat is because yeah there's a bit later where he sees something but i don't think any of the heat stuff really works i mean this scorpion is dead cold on its hand and it right. just died so it'd still be warm right so i think they're just doing it where they need to for it to look good yeah. i realize but that. some animals would be less hot than humans we do have particularly high temperatures, so i don't know i don't know interesting
2: i mean obviously i realize there are cold-blooded animals but then so is the predator susceptible to those if it if not know
1: if it again snake none of the him? things
0: it sees work at all like it's a nightmare if you had a predator with that on can you imagine how claustrophobic you'd feel <laughs> like, i can see nothing yeah this is what shane black does the echo joke the pussy echo joke yeah and then tracker boy has to think about it for a second uh, and then laughs uh, way, uh, way, uh, way 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 uh, too hard
3: yeah that's right
0: <laughs> way too hard he really loves this joke a lot I want to know what was in this scene before because this really ties in them because since this was something that was kind of added in, you know, during the shooting, I'd like to know, you know, what were they originally going to do because this laugh is going to come back later because the Predator is recording his laugh. Yeah,
2: but all they have to do is say you need something needs to happen here that makes him laugh.
0: I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> this just oh, they've killed all these people. <laughs> in yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. And this is the first moment as well where Tracker Boy feels like he's being watched. Yeah, he's I love this. Just street. got this feeling.
3: I love this bit where he's looking into the trees, which is what you were talking about before. uh, Yeah. That that shot of just like, is something there? Is it not? Mm -hmm. You're just seeing like the density of the jungle. It's cool. Arnie also does a, he halts the group with this big like bicep. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like he halts them, but it's just basically him just flexing his (laughs) bicep.
0: (laughs) So they literally had a thing on set where Jesse... Thought his arms were bigger than Arnie's. Oh my god! They would measure them, so he asked the ward. Jesse asked the wardrobe people, "How big is Arnie's like arms?" And they told him they were an inch smaller than his. So he was all happy about it and went and fucking like rubbed his face in into Arnie of like my arms are bigger than yours. And Arnie apparently had set it up as a joke with the wardrobe to tell them because he knew Jesse would do that that his were an inch smaller so then jesse made them measure it in person next to each other and arnie's are three inches bigger (laughs) 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 this is the kind of bullshit that this set was preoccupying oh my boys
3: will be boys this is why we
2: don't work out together bro
0: can you imagine being that single girl on this fucking set (laughs) (laughs) oh my god anyway so yeah i've got a note here that in a weird way in no other way but in a weird way this film's a bit like the descent in terms of you're in a film with like a bunch of one gender pretty much in a different weird like outlook location and the film is setting you up to care enough about what the journey is anyway and i have to say while it's not my normal kind of movie i i do like i'm like yeah i like this movie enough that i would keep watching it even if this was it you know even if we weren't going to get to all the predator stuff It's still a good enough movie. And then they bring in all the crazy fictional horror later on in the same way as The Descent does later. So I wonder if The Descent used any of the template just for, you know, the pacing and stuff and the reveals of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the lines... Again, lots of the lines in this movie are inappropriate, but they normally feel right for the characters. The one that I find a bit weird is when Carl Weathers turns to the girl and says, come on, sweetheart, stop sandbagging. (laughs) Hey, yeah. She's walking a bit slow.
3: Reggie, she, she falls over <laughs> and is lying there, faced
0: face down. Oh in
3: yeah, fucking it's it's brilliant.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! And then she tries to escape, but the guy—it's the guy who I don't notice, isn't it? In the film, really, like the other yeah, guy. Yeah, he's the thinks, first to die. Yeah, uh, he recaptures her, and we have a shot of her framed between his legs with his gun hanging like a penis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And she's just like looking up at him, which I would have a big problem with. However, this is this is repeated later with Arnie and the Predator, right? So there, there is a whole, I think there's a point to it in what is trying to what the director is trying to say between the relationships of characters in this film. But there you go. So hunter boy Billy, he's spooked, so everyone stops. I do like how everyone respects each other in this team, though. Like nowadays, I feel. You'd see like something like this, and everyone would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, there's nothing there, Billy. Don't be stupid, you know? Like, there's a denial thing that we like to do now in mm-hmm. horror films. But in this, I have more tension because it's like, oh, no, everyone's taking him seriously. Everyone respects him. If he's worried, we should be worried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that. And he's just standing there, just staring off into the jungle, fiddling with his talisman. To know how you know he's wise.
3: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: and then arnie comes to stare with him and this is just great tension building just letting us stare into these jungles just trying to find a creature and then we get a shot from its pv pov so we know it's there but is it there in the frame and it's easy to forget at the point when you first see this film you don't know that it's got a cloaking device yeah so you don't know what you're looking for and you don't know if you're actually just going to see it or what also good to know. <laughs> This scene in particular, but many scenes in the film, but this one's a really funny one to rewatch if you have the time at any point, knowing what they know. Everyone had uh, drunk the water and oh, yeah. had the poops real bad oh, geez. <laughs> throughout most of this movie. So, this scene in particular, but a lot of them, they're looking really intense, and it apparently it was literally like they would do the shot and then the split second they call cut, they would just run.
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it happened like every shot, pretty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> had they not been told not to drink the water?
0: No, they'd actually been told to drink the water, even though there was stuff floating in it. They had been told it was fine. And then later uh, on, they found out that it, none of it was fine and no one should be drinking the water.
2: That's so gross. Mm-hmm. That
0: is gross. So then, yeah, the girl tries to escape again and they go after her and the predator is following her. And the guy, yeah, whatever he is, fodder guy, catches up with, no, sorry, Shane Black actually Shane catches Black, up with her. Yeah. Yeah. It yep. looks just like the fodder guy other than he's wearing glasses. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they're so hard to tell apart. <laughs> they, they look really very are. similar.
0: And then she sees something behind behind him, and this is where we get our first proper shot, I guess, of the Predator. It's in cloaking mode, it's running towards the camera. I don't like this shot.
3: Bethany <laughs> was not impressed. <laughs> she was like, What was that? It looked stupid.
0: <laughs> it does look stupid, but then she gets blood on her face, which is pretty cool. And I don't actually mind its hand, because then we get its hand dragging Shane Black off into the jungle. I think that mm-hmm. actually looks pretty cool. But the shot of it coming straight at the camera, yeah. it hasn't aged well.
3: Yeah, that didn't age too good. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> it, it sort of just springs out. It's like... It's, yeah, it looks... Yeah. So.
0: And it's a weird frame rate with it. It's, it's, it's strange. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of going back to movies and replacing the effects on stuff. But this is one where I would maybe go back and edit a few bits out of. You know, I think a lot of some of these scenes where I have problems with shots, I'd be fine with it if you just reduced that shot down or mm-hmm. took out a shot completely. You know, but yeah, it's a shame with stuff like that when it's not not aged that great. Yes, yeah, so he's dragged off. The others then arrive, find her covered in blood and sort of catatonic, and then they follow the blood trail to find a lump of guts and organs and stuff. And she's saying, "The jungle came up." I love this though because she's like she's screaming. Uh, in her language and then they're translating and the fodder guy is like saying oh she's saying the jungle came alive and took him but uh, and Gail Weathers said that bullshit that's not what she said what she said doesn't make any sense you said Gail like, Weathers
2: Gail <laughs> so
3: Gail Weathers. <laughs> uh, oh, Weathers from the Scream franchise played by Courtney Cox, yeah. drops in to wiki. this was her first uh, reporting <laughs> this job was her
0: first little role yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's I kept writing that down as well in my notes. So. No, but I just fucking love this when the guy's saying she said that the, the forest came alive and took him, and then he's all angry. So that's not what she said. What she said doesn't make any sense. It's like, well, neither does the jungle came alive. And yeah. Him. It's like,
3: yeah, that part it was really funny because then I was like, so then what? Yeah, what did she, what did she say? Like- yeah, she
0: never. He never says what she said. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. So fucking weird. Um, and then Arnie's the only one to put it together. Because he's like, why didn't they take the walkie or the weapon if they were if this is Gorilla's? Why didn't she run? So then Moustache points out that they did the same with Hopper's Chopper.
2: Hopper's Chopper.
0: Hopper's Chopper. So they all search for Shane Black's body. We get a shot of a big old snake, like Katie was saying earlier.
3: And we also get a close-up of MTV logo on the guy's shirt. Did you guys notice <laughs> that? I did notice
0: that. I didn't I missed right. that.
3: It's just like this real tight shot of the guy kind of padding through, uh, walking through the jungle when they all spread out. And it's just front and center, just MTV. (laughs) MTV.
0: This was right at the beginning of MTV though, wasn't it really? Back when it was cool.
3: When it was a music channel.
0: (laughs) Yeah, back when music was part of music television.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so that Shane Black kill was Mm. kill number four if we're Mm. including
0: the uh, Chopper people. We are including Hopper's Chopper. Yeah. For predator kills, thank you. I, I love when you're on the show because you're the only person who does a kill count. I do other <laughs> series and then I realize, oh, where's our kill count going? I'm yep. Alex oh, special. Yeah. We pan up here to reveal what happened to Shane Black. He's not been skinned yet, but he's already hanging upside down in his tree, guts dripping. Great tracking pan up this yeah.
3: tree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really pan. good.
0: Really cool. Just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, and then they pan up and the music just like explodes and you're like, whoa. And then Jesse gets got. Thank God. Till <laughs> number by five, lasers. Yeah, Laser. so it's standalone tech. There is lasers going on. Blows his chest out. Oh, just explodes. Shaving boy sees the predator, and he starts shooting. Can I so just say start
3: that uh, Max reaction and reaction sort of That's after this? Boy? Yep, Shaver Boy makes me believe that him and Jesse Ventura were lovers. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: true. He's he reacts, very passionate.
3: He reacts yeah. like he's lost a lover. And the way he that does. he like explodes and fires into the forest and then later on goes to see the body and look at his face. Yeah. And then oh, does yeah. this like monologue into the night, which we'll oh, get to. yes, you know, we will They get were to totally that. <laughs> having a little tryst for sure. For sure.
0: Hey, man, they're just army bros. The dark right? chocolate, exactly. baby. <laughs> army bros. <laughs> oh, man.
2: Yeah, and then they all just, they all, he just starts shooting into the trees, and then everyone comes up behind sh- him without validation and just starts shooting yeah. into the trees.
0: And when they're trying to be like quiet, Fucking like, idiots. Uh, people are getting shouted at for like letting mud slide down yeah. the hill. <laughs> yeah. David like let off the grenade launcher and everything. Yeah, yeah. This scene goes on way too long. Yeah, it's way too long in them shooting. But we do get to see some green blood. So we see the predators' blood here, which is a mixture. They made <laughs> it on set. I read this. <laughs> do you read this? <laughs> I read this. Yeah, it's a mixture of day glow sticks and uh, K Y jelly.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You Yeah, know, those two things you always have on set.
0: Which now I know you mix those two, yeah, for sure. Which is cool
3: because I thought that was like added in post the glow, but then Mm. that's that's cool that it was. Yeah, now I know you can do
0: that. I want to do that all the time. (laughs) Like that sounds amazing. What have glow lube? (laughs) Yeah, like just you just. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you shouldn't
2: have the inside of a glow stick
3: on. Your genitals. No, 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 just no, Just no, like no, you know no, that. No 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 no, 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 Before I a, a phone blow. call that's like, I am just saying I around the house, bad. I'm saying
0: now that I know you can make, like, gloopy alien blood that wow. easily, I want to do that. I'm not saying I want to introduce it into my <laughs> sex life. <laughs> what? Have there's, sex with Predator's Al's Alien blood, blood is not what's missing in <laughs> <laughs> sex life. Al's
3: got his glow stick out again. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs>
0: so uh, yeah the predators look i think is great but it, they don't pull it off again in every shot some of these bits of it's running look good some of it doesn't i think the overall design is really cool for this camouflage stuff but it's just not always nailing it with the mm-hmm. tech of how they're doing it but i do like how it goes from very loud to very quiet then they're all silent and they've mowed down a lot of the jungle that apparently they never hurt
2: <laughs> right yeah and i'm sure um, they didn't kill any falling. animals
0: yeah Shaver boy now, he's really, really spooked from what he saw. Jesse's entire ribcage blown wide open.
2: way underrating what happens to this guy. <laughs> he has lost his damn mind after yeah, this point. But
3: you would. He it's
2: has like he taken a turn. Some shit.
0: I appreciate that, though. I always find it frustrating in horror movies when they don't react properly and he's reacting properly.
3: He
2: reacts like he's in a freaking Shakespeare play. He is off <laughs> his rocker.
0: So there are no powder burns no powder burns on this wound no shrapnel the wounds are cauterized they like what the fuck is this what happened so they get in a defense position the girl is the only one who sees the blood and for some reason decides you know what let's poke it and then wipe it on my jeans which doesn't come back no. later I was like I oh, always is that think they... that
2: he then sees it on her or something
0: yeah or that's how he tracks them or something. Right. But Nope, no that's nothing because they really pan to it as if it's important know. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't. Some drive.
2: With somebody in effects going, I made this.
0: <laughs> yeah. So here's where we get the first of three scenes in this movie where it turns into Home Alone. Uh, so they decide to set a whole bunch of traps. That's so uh, funny. I remember.
3: I, I wrote that down as well. I was like, they're getting Kevin Mac-
0: McAllister on. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, Kevin McAllister grown up or a bit of MacGyver thrown in. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I respect these more now because I think they are probably fairly realistic army tactics for jungle warfare but as a kid these looked really silly to me <laughs> like really you're gonna put that like you're in this huge jungle where things can come from any direction and you put in that one bit of string there mm-hmm. you're tying up one thing there it's like it's so controlled what chance do you really have of doing any damage you know mm-hmm. um but fair enough so, Katie, you're not enjoying Shaver Boy? Because I thought there's some good...
2: No, he's, like, sweating so profusely. <laughs> yeah, he's sweating so he's much. so much. It just looks like somebody dumped a bottle of water on his head right before they started rolling every time. I don't know. So, he wasn't working for me.
0: I think it was pretty fucking hot
3: there, probably. Yeah, it was like when, he, when he's when No one else is sweating
2: like that.
1: Yeah, no,
0: no one else. It's
3: just and him. And when, when he's doing his monologue to his dead love, like, you don't know where Delta. the tears begin and right with, the sweat sweat.
1: <laughs> so I, I actually
0: thought his acting it to begin with was pretty good here but then they start playing the fucking army funeral song the in the background they, uh, yeah that's right they play this bum, twice bum,
1: bum, 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 bum.
0: which you know it's a rousing song but oh my god to play that in the background i was just immediately rolling my eyes
2: listen england far too much shut the fuck up
0: because he says he was yeah. a good, he says to
3: Arnie, he was a good soldier. He was my friend, and then I wrote in my notes that he goes and sits with his buddy, remembering his sweet kiss. <laughs> 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 they <were> totally <laughs> love this. I'm telling you, that's, the, sub, that's kiss. the subtext. He he felt the full force of that su- sexual oh. tyrannosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Can oh, still boy.
2: remember the chew tobacco. In my mouth after we made yeah, love.
0: Exactly, always spitting things out for days. <laughs> um, so now we get to see more of the predator. It comes out of cloak mode. It's been hurt, and we get its hands as it starts doing stuff to mend itself. So we're learning here. Well, obviously we all know now just from Predator lore, but at the time it must have been pretty fucking cool. It's got like a med kit, like in its armor, like built in. We get to see how it repairs itself with like cauterizing things. Now. It's a little rubber suit style. Sure. Looking at his hands, like they bend a little bit, but I still think it looks pretty cool.
2: All that like, I could think of was, yes, long nails are not good for anything because he yeah, couldn't touch anything with his nails. Yeah,
3: yeah. that so- like looks a little kind of clunky and awkward yeah. when he's like putting in inputs into the the little thing on his thing with the hands. But yeah, it's yeah. still really cool the whole design of it for sure. Awesome.
0: I just how they revealing it bit by bit like that. It's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like how he plays it as like, it's quite feminine with its hand movements quite mm-hmm. a lot. Like the way it touches things, maybe because of those nails, maybe it's a necessity, Telling you, but it does very particular kind of movements. And then it screams in pain. So we're learning it can be hurt and we get to see its face just for a moment or at least what we think is its face. And now it's easy to know, you know, it's hard. Sorry, it's easy to forget that when you first see this film, you think that's its face. And mm-hmm. you're coming off of a time of alien-inspired creatures, and I mean Xenomorph from, from the film Alien. Mm-hmm. So we're used to dome-headed, smooth, quite geometrical you know, uh, aliens in our movies. So in this brief glimpse, you see of its head that's all sort of smooth with its cool visor helmet on. Yeah, easy to think that, that was actually its face. And it's a fucking cool helmet. And it still cool looks helmet. really great. Yeah. really does. It's so weird to see something designed in the 80s that still looks really
3: cool. Yeah. All
0: right. Chopper won't come down from them there, so they've got to go get to it. And again, it's thrown away dialogue that is only really reinforced later that they've got to go a few extra miles to get to where it's going to be. Then they're saying the amount of bullets they've shot off, nothing on this earth could possibly have lived. So the hunter boy says he's scared. And then a guy replies to him, you ain't afraid of no man. And he says, there's something out there waiting for us and it ain't no man, which I've written down. Great cheesy line. Unfortunately, then he follows it up with, we're all going to (laughs) die. Walks (laughs) off screen.
2: I think Billy's the best. He's so good.
0: He's fucking great. But I'm getting this point this movie. I'm like 75% of the time this film's nailing it. But then it just keeps throwing in like an extra cheesy moment every now and then. Or the army music in the background. or Just these little Mm. things where you're like, okay. There's still like that 80s action cheese going on in here. For sure. Which, again, I feel with just a little bit of editing. It's not even reshooting stuff. It's just a little bit of editing. You could get rid of some of that cheese. Mm -hmm. So we're back with Shaver Man, and this is that moment, talking to himself. A little eulogy for his friend. For his his dead love. The monologue to his dead love. (laughs) With the fucking army funeral song playing again. Yeah, Sweaty as as fuck.
3: Dripping.
2: Threw a bucket of water at him and said, roll it.
3: (laughs) God. So, I, but, um, I was reading that the whole shaving thing was uh, yeah. that actor's, that was his own sort of idea and vision for the character that he brought in.
0: Yeah, it was. And, uh, the, and then they literally improvised, like, I think the first thing they shot with it is actually when it breaks. Right. Um, and then they came up with, well, okay, if you're going to do that, let's have it break. And they literally had to rig it quickly and put some blood inside it so it could do that mm. scene it's going to do in a bit. Yeah, very cool. It's nice. It is nice. I like the little shaving thing. Yeah. He would have a hell of a rash. Oh, yeah. So a flare set off, one of the traps is gone. They wake up, and we hear what is quite clearly a warthog. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Them. But then we play it out as if we're meant to think maybe it's the predator. When uh, I, I, can I, see I was th- a young warthog. <laughs> <laughs> I can see how this is a very logical script moment, but it, the practical effects aren't great on this warthog. Like, there's a clear shot of just the fluffy thing thrown across a log mm. at one of them. Yeah, but, so it doesn't look great, but hey, it's over pretty quickly. It killed this warthog. And the girl didn't try to escape. But in the craziness of the warthog, which we can only presume is one of the predator's pets, and it sets it off <laughs> as bait to lure people, the predator then stole Jesse's body. Uh, so seized that moment. Why the predator isn't just killing them, I don't know. I guess it's like taking its time and wants to take the body.
2: Picking them off one by one. Yeah. It's what Arnie says.
0: Yep, yep, yep. But again, I feel like it could have it got one of them in that easy, but instead it just wants to get his body. It wants its trophies. We're learning that's important to the Predator, I guess.
2: It's making a necklace for his mom. It's very important.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, when Arnie says killing us off one at a time, this is where Hunter Boy, Tracker Boy, says, like a hunter. And then the music comes in. We get a great one of those zoom pans in on Arnie as he suddenly realizes from that line that it's using the trees hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, but it should be noted here that when you watch those initial making ofs of potentially Jean Claude Van Damme running around in a stupid red suit that's got a big weird wonky head on it, <laughs> on all the clapperboards, the title of this film was Hunter. Mm. It was not Predator. So. I think that's why this moment is made quite a big deal of when he says like a hunter and then he goes right. da, 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 and we pan in on Arnie's face, you know? Yeah. So so I was
3: reading, and again, this could be something that has just become an embellished urban legend, because I haven't watched any of the behind the scenes yet. But that they had tried to suit up a monkey in the red suit to oh swing my through God. the trees. But, yeah, then I believe kept, this is true. but then it kept removing the suit.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they gave up on that pretty quick. There is one bit, though, where it does, like, jump through the trees, and I don't know how they did that shot, actually. Mm.
2: That like was the only days. day the monkey would cooperate. The monkey, the monkey did, did what would it did. <laughs> I
0: mean, possibly. Who knows? But no, yeah, I do believe that was true that they did try to do that. Because you're going to have access to that in the jungle. I'm sure there's a handler out there who was like, yeah, I'll just bring along a monkey, put a suit on it. The, turns out. the
3: monkey just didn't want to work on a non-union project. The conditions yeah. were True. appalling. It was just like, I saw
2: There's what you guys did to that scorpion.
3: Yeah. Out.
0: Uh, turns out a girl speaks English. So, you know.
3: That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> she could have clarified what she said when she yeah. said the jungle yeah. came alive. I just wanted someone to say, well,
2: what did you say before?
0: <laughs> I was giving you the recipe to tasty food. <laughs> she says it's like a chameleon and it changes and uses the jungle. So Arnie cuts her free and then she says also it bleeds and he just immediately, without even going, oh, really? Just turns to get, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah. And walks off.
2: No mention of like, why didn't you fucking tell us this before?
0: Yeah. Um.
3: I've written down here in my notes, I wrote, I love these close-ups. I think, I noticed a lot and Bethany actually mentioned it right at the start is there's a lot of like, close-ups on all the actors when they're sort of engaging in dialogue and i really liked it i really liked that it that is like there's moments when it sort of shows you the scope and the density of the jungle but then there's a lot of moments where it's just right in on people's faces
1: yeah
0: i mean again this guy john McKinnon he's a serious director like he's a proper director with a pro working mm-hmm. with a proper dp and i mean there's stuff where john's talking in some of the uh, bits extras where he, he when he went to school film school I can't remember what it was who's teaching him it was some kind of impressive and he would be given films that he had to dissect you know and pull apart and he was saying he would be given films like who was it he was given films like Fellini uh, which he had to learn every shot from uh, to dissect so then later on he could literally re- repeat you know like his teacher would then go okay in this scene exactly what shots you use and he'd have to learn remember the entire film without looking at notes or anything be able to say every single shot that's in that scene Mm -hmm. that's how intense he was and he and he looked at it like you know yeah if you're going to be a great any type of artist you've really got to learn absolutely every aspect of your trade Mm -hmm. and he doesn't use storyboards because he knows every single shot in every scene of his movie but they create storyboards obviously to communicate to the rest of the crew he just doesn't need any of it. So he's a serious director. He knows it's what he's amazing. doing. And I do think it's a, you can really tell it in this movie. This movie could easily have been a disposable thing, but there's maybe not a Ridley Scott level from you know First Alien, but there is a level of pedigree here uh, mm. behind the camera.
2: Well, they did so much with what we were discussing before about it being kind of action-y, big bro-y, that they do a lot to pull you into the circumference of the humanity of everybody. And so you do start to feel like in tune with people at these points. And I think that getting close up on people is such a smart way of doing that, especially when you have so many moving parts, but you're losing people at the same time as people are getting picked off by this unseeable thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. So they know they can hurt it. So they set up more traps. Home Alone, number two, lost in New York. And uh, I think this is the first time we
3: hear Arnie say, get to the chopper. The first get to the he chopper? Says it
1: oh,
2: it I think he says it in a sentence where he's like, our main thing is we got to get to the chopper or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's not I've, cool. got, I've got a couple of them loaded down.
2: Yeah. This isn't his full on.
0: No, this isn't the real one. no This is the real one. So yeah, they know it comes from the trees now. So they're setting up traps. More to do with that. Proving these men are very muscularly again as we get lots of pans past their bodies. Yeah, so I've written down like so far how I'm feeling about this movie, looking at it objectively, you know, without the heritage. This is a great, fun film that's got some fantastic moments and some cheesy moments. That's sure. kind of where I'm at right that's now. That's fair. We're an hour in, however, and we still got 45 minutes to go. We're about two hours into this podcast, however, so we're going <laughs> to quicken the pace a little <laughs> bit for everyone. So then they wait. Shaving Boy, this is the scene where he breaks that shaver on his, on his skin while they're waiting with attention. Love it. Then the girl starts talking out of nowhere. <laughs> Stuff that could have been very useful a while ago about how this stuff happens quite a bit. We're getting the only law we're going to get here to do with the Predator. Yeah. We get nothing else other than we know it's I'd from space. i completely
2: forgotten that this existed in yeah. the film. So
0: she's going to say it happens in these jungles in the hottest years. It happened when she was young as well. And they took they took some people. Um, and that's pretty much all she said. She yeah. doesn't really give us any more information. mm. No one question, sir. <laughs> so like, well, maybe do you have any like more hints from the lore of your people? Like nothing. Right. But yeah, comes to these jungles in the hottest years to hunt. So then, mustache guy. Uh, what's his name? Gail Weathers is what I'm really calling him <laughs> now. Mocks Arnie for everything he set up. And he says, well, you're going to try cheese next? So Arnie walks out as bait himself. And then nothing happens, so they relax. But then the predator gets caught in a trap and starts squealing. It's really weird. Yeah. You hear it literally just like a
1: wee, wee, wee.
2: Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> It's very strange. well i think that they were meant to try to trick you to think it was just another animal
0: and that another warthog yeah maybe but i, th- I love no. the effect
2: with the leaves in this scene i thought it was really oh, cool. It was cool
0: and you think you can see it invisible yeah. in the leaves you're not sure like yeah. mm-hmm, but, but lasers out so if it is an animal highly advanced uh one of their guys gets hit by a tree mustache guy sees the predator because it's showing off yeah, is i don't it really like know what on, like.
3: is it on all fours when it's in the tree
0: like no, it's like clinging on like a like a monkey kind of thing. It's like right. hanging from oh, one it's arm. Like,
3: it's like a big yeah, I remember a bit where it's like hanging and it kind of looks around the tree. But there mm. was another bit where it was in its cloaking thing. Because I've written here is it was in on all fours where it looked like it was like on all fours with its ass facing
0: <laughs> facing
3: <laughs> facing them. And I was like Am I just not seeing that right?
0: Maybe that was one of the monkey shots again. <laughs>
3: He's like,
1: if I got to do it, I'm
3: going to be
2: sexy about
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, it goes from invisible to not invisible, back to invisible. Our first peek at a full body predator. He gets to see it as well. It seems to be it's short circuiting a bit, but mm-hmm. I don't really know why other than technology. And technology sucks, even on alien planets, apparently. Um, otherwise, it's just showing off and that's stupid. But it looks cool. We get to see the predator. This is where uh, this is where we get, yeah, throw away, get to the chopper line for sure. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then Shaver Boy just goes mental and starts running after the predator with Moustache Boy, Gale Weathers, running after him. Uh, Shaver Boy's just lost it. Yeah. Completely lost it. And then Moustache Boy starts hearing- he lost his love, didn't he? He lost his love. He did. I mean, if you lose your love- You lose your mind. back of love, you're going to- Yeah. (laughs) Moustache Boy starts hearing human voice whispering, which I really love, and I wish they did more of uh, in this film, maybe when we get to the sequels. So he starts getting those repeated lines like, turn around, over here. It's really cool. And he Mm -hmm. starts following it and you're like, oh, we're in proper horror territory here. Mm -hmm. And it's a double bluff because the over here really was Shaver Boy. Whereas the turnaround maybe was the Predator. I'm not sure. Like, I think so.
2: Yeah, because I don't feel like Bill or what's his name? I have it down as his actual name. So that doesn't work. Shaver Guy. Because he, nah. before he's told Carl Weathers that he will like gut him and leave him there if he makes another noise. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I yeah. feel if he was trying to hunt something and he sees Carl Weathers coming into his eyeline, he's like, oh, I'll just leave him out there because he can bait leave it. Bait. That's true. I would have thought that would be more his personality. So I assumed that it was the predator.
0: But then again, it's also weird because then they like hunker down. Right. And they peer into the trees and they can see it. Yeah. the predator doesn't do anything so it's like is a predator letting them see it like again in cloaked Mm -hmm. or is it looking for them I'm not sure yeah I don't know but it's cool I like this scene a lot I like that they're just they're getting to stare at it and we get to stare at it yeah using that Uh, they have also in the making of all the different versions of the cloaking device that they tried out which is really interesting to see the different ways that was a good jaw click oh sorry
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anymore what is audible outside of my head
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is for the whole world to hear.
2: Sorry. TMJ, it's a real thing, people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Shaver Boy and then they split up. Uh, Shaver Boy starts crawling, and then we get three red dots here on him, and we're going to learn some more stuff the Predator can do. His head explodes, blood all over <laughs> the fucking camera lens. <laughs> yeah. Very nice.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was insane, just having that little moment where he looks up and then just
0: gone. Pfft. I love that it goes just floods the camera in blood. If you see
2: a red spot on your arm, though, isn't your first inclination as an army person to remove your arm from its line? Yeah, just move quick, quick, quick. Instead of being like, let me put my face there. I just,
3: it was really weird to me. I do like that it's a a three-point laser, though. That looks really cool.
0: I'm going to have questions about this later, though, so we'll return to this briefly in a minute. But we pan back to the Predator as Mustache Guy sees it. And then his eyes glow, which I do not like. I do not like these little no. sort of... Vroom, yeah. for no reason. But it fucking takes his arm off.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: And then it runs at him in this really weird sort of ethereal way. And then we get introduced to the two predator blades and it just skewers him and lifts him up into the air. Very cool. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and I love at this point, I think it's the first time we really see the size of the predator because we've got all these big buff, muscly dudes, but then you see Carl, uh, Gail Weathers look, look much, much smaller when he gets clawed and lifted up. Yeah. Right. Uh, this is where
0: you're really appreciating, yeah, this is a serious fucking beast. Like, this is bigger than Jason.
3: Yeah. So that's, uh, Mac was kill six, Carl Weathers is kill seven.
0: Bing, bing. Meanwhile, Improbably, Hot Girl, Tracker Boy, Arnie, and the Wounded One are crossing a log. But Tracker Boy's had enough. He's jealous everyone else has been topless, and he hasn't, so he takes off mm-hmm. his top. It throws no his gun down. <laughs> throws his, his gun away. Pulls his giant fuck-off
2: yeah. knife out.
0: Scars his body with the blade, because, you know, he's mental. <laughs> oh, this, is, this could be such a cool I know. thing.
2: I don't, they didn't do then, anything with it.
0: Nothing happens because we cut back to Arnie. The girl takes Arnie's weapon as they're clambering through the jungle. The predator comes face to face with Tracker Boy, and all we do is hear him scream. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And we don't, no action scene.
2: At first, you don't know that he's maybe screaming from like attacking this other thing. It doesn't necessarily oh, really? sound like screaming in pain. So it's very confusing. It could have just mm. been, you know, a battle cry or something as he goes running into the woods.
0: Yeah. Right. So right. it was really yeah, confusing. So. But then Maybe you're just. still living out there somewhere. Assume
2: yeah, it's <laughs> possible.
3: I wrote
0: predator that it was six. like
3: like a good sort of RPG or even like a Far Cry challenge where it's like, kill a Predator <laughs> with only a knife. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he enters <laughs> into beast achievers. mode
3: <laughs> Yeah, <level>. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I just, I wanted, what could I want to see is obviously we know now the lore, you know, with Predator it'll fight you on your terms. So him throwing away his gun and stuff uh, makes sense for his character because he's the kind of character that might want to, yeah, like go mano mano, a of with it as a tracker on a tracker kind of thing. uh, Hunter to hunter. But so I felt in my brain, I was like, oh, this is where they learn that Mm -hmm. because it makes sense he's the character to introduce that to the story. But nope, just screams. But then suddenly it teleports and it's with Arnie.
3: Because there's a bit where... Where they said earlier, where it's like it doesn't kill, it didn't kill the girl because she was unarmed. Sure. So if they had ditched all their weapons, would it have stopped going after them?
0: It wouldn't go after them with its guns. No. It would just it would go after them with its body right. masses. It would use okay, the twin blade. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They fight you on your terms, basically. That's right. It did. Because that,
3: yeah. that happens at the end. Yeah. Cool. Okay.
0: So, I mean, because it's the thing, he's like passed his gun to the wounded guy. So it's suddenly there and kills the wounded guy because it's holding the gun. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, you've got a gun. Fair game. Arnie fires at it. It shoots Arnie. Now, I'm going to, I'm just going to say this to you guys. When you're watching this for the first time, what if Arnie died here and the rest of the movie is just the girl left because she's the one who runs away? Oh, I mean, that'd be cool. That would have been great. And then the end of this movie is the same stuff that's going to happen, but it's like Tomb Raider. Yeah. It's yeah. The very first Lara
3: Croft. Very that would have
0: been because cool. Because so far, here's the thing. This girl, yeah, improbably yeah, pretty, but let's be honest, all these guys, that's not how all the army guys look in No, the They're impossibly huge and, you know, like good looking guys. So let's give it that. There's a couple of lines at her, at her expense, but there's a couple of lines at a lot of people at people's expense in this it's She's strong. obviously she the
2: smartest have- one. <laughs> exactly she's
0: obviously smart pretty smart she tries to escape when she should she doesn't try and escape when she shouldn't Mm -hmm. you know i think she's actually written okay she doesn't have anything to do and it would be fine if by the end of this movie they gave her something to do yeah but unfortunately this is it she runs off into the jungle and you're not going to see her again until the last scene uh so like it does feel almost like a missed opportunity obviously it would change what is the legendary rest of the movie which is arnie's you know mano a mano with the predator but this is the first time watching it i was like well Fucking, like, how cool would it be if Arnie's mm. just dead in that scene? That's you very true. would never that. That would have been great. And then you pass the torch to her. But no, Arnie crawls away, mm. gunless, uh, falls down a mudslide. I love this. I love his face here. <laughs> he's like, yeah. oh, he, shit. You get some good <laughs> Arnie expressions in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking great. He's clearly, then, they have a POV shot. He's clearly about to fall down onto rocks and die. But somehow, in the wide he's landing in water. Very grainy that wide shot. They didn't rescue yeah, that. Yeah, one. yeah.
2: And it's obviously not him that's falling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone very small.
0: Oh yeah. Then he goes over a waterfall. Also again, not him. And washes up on a muddy shore. And this is like, I mean, great shots in the water But mm-hmm. they're just fucking doing it. Like the camera's like under the water and above the water, and they're just in mm-hmm. it, getting covered in leeches, Ugh. shooting yeah. stuff. You would never do this now. Like Ugh. it wouldn't happen. This is really a film of its time. Arnie pulls himself onto the muddy bank and then sploosh. Amazing shot. Of his face in the mud. Predator. Yeah. And, and then predator drops behind him.
2: I know, but you can see him as he's about to put his face in the mud. He goes, <gasps> and his cheeks are all <laughs> puffed out. And then he just <laughs> right in the mud face first. It's I was like, oh, man.
0: So I just love like, the sploosh behind and then yeah. the predator's walking through water. It's fucking cool it's very um, cool. and then arnie backs up now covered in mud and the cloaking device of the predator is fucked in the waters and it's coming out and we get to see its dreadlocks kind of popping out of the yeah. water first mm-hmm. and it seems to look at him for a second but doesn't see him as it comes out and this is really like where oh okay they're really going to show all of the predator we're going to get to see it fully just walking around and it looks fucking cool it looked cool in daylight yeah. it looks spectacular at nighttime, covered in liquid because, uh, you know, wetness always makes every creature look better. And then we see its heat vision and we notice that it can't see him anymore uh, because of the mud. Great shot here, though, as it, yeah, it, like it sees a possum or whatever and shoots at it. Right. And we get a shot of sparks hitting Arnie. I always loved this shot. Yeah. Yeah. Really like him cool. just Me there too. With, like sparks bouncing off. And I, did, I only noticed this time it's got a human spine just hanging from its back.
2: I was wondering that. I couldn't tell okay, if that was cool. meant to be part of him. And then. I realized, yeah, it looks just like another trophy.
0: Just a trophy just hanging on his back. It's really cool.
3: At this point, Bethany was like, that would not be possible, (sighs) rubbing mud. It would would still pick up the heat through the mud. Why is that? That wouldn't be possible. And I'm like, "Uh, it is possible. And then I was reading that Mythbusters, the show, (laughs) proved that that, although initially uh, you may not, sense the heat and it's the, the, the mud on your body would eventually warm to your body temperature and you wouldn't be you wouldn't be uh, cloaked
0: by it so he might be fine here but by the time it's dried mm-hmm. wouldn't help yep. okay yep. i mean it's improbable how much he gets covered in mud anyway just by turning over in the mud but <laughs> yeah. whatever you got to give it to the film the physicality that i've forgotten his name now what's his name hang on uh, kevin that something. kevin peter hall Kevin Peter Hall gives to the Predator is incredible. I love the physicality of the Predator so 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 much.
3: Yeah, it's really great. So do I. There's only there was only one bit that of his movement that I I didn't necessarily like. I mean, I guess I guess I liked a little less was when he's sort of like hopping across the rocks in the river. There's like a bit where the Predator's sure. like boom, and he's like doing yeah, yeah, this sort yeah. of like skip, and it was just a little bit too. I don't know. I don't know, This yeah, that was the only part for me where I was like, it just looked a little too sort of buoyant. But then I guess he I is because he's jumping through the trees and he's like...
0: Yeah, he's he was like probably worried. Of, I mean, I agree. I know the shot you're talking about. I think he's worried about falling in. But <laughs> I, yeah, when he's walking around and all this stuff, it's like there's a movement to him, which I love because he's so big and so imposing and scary. Mm-hmm. But because it's played by not a big macho guy, there is a sensitivity to his movements and a femininity yeah. to it that mm-hmm. I love so it doesn't it's a really good juxtaposition to all the masculinity we've had so far
3: yeah and it, it always so, plays like because every time i see predator on his own i always think he's much smaller and then when you see yeah. him like paired next to someone then it's massive and i love i love that surprise every time of just kind of forgetting about it and then seeing it. it's like oh fuck like the Predator's huge
0: oh shit he's huge yeah, yeah. So Arnie looks down at himself in the mud, somehow figures that out. <laughs> he like, says out loud, so we know, he couldn't see me. Like, and I remember that's the line on my VHS copy when adverts would come in. I remember it very well. It would just fade out. and go, he couldn't see me, then fade out. <laughs> so we're one hour, 20 minutes in, and the movie's going to change gear massively. Now it's Arnie alone, covered in mud, and he begins for the third time to make Home Alone traps. But now he's making classic, pure jungle traps. The predator is up in a tree ripping out a person's spine, oh, cleaning that the skull. That's so, cool. cool. so cool! So that cool! That part
3: got Bethany's attention. She approved, having only minutes <laughs> earlier said, "When will this movie finish?" <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> just get into the good stuff. I know, I know. but she approved of that. Of just she, yeah, really got her attention when he like ripped it out and does that big like, Rawr!
1: yeah, in the
3: trees. Had she so had she seen cool. this before? No, she hadn't. Okay, that's interesting. She yeah. thought she had, and I was like, watch it. It's like one of the greatest sci-fi horror films. It's like one of my favorites. She's like, okay, cool, and uh, yeah, I'll give you her feelings at the end. Although she did believe me when i said to her when arnie was rubbing warm mud over himself i was like oh he's rubbing himself with his own feces
0: and she went
1: is
3: it is he is
0: that how you defeat evil (laughs) (laughs) which could have
3: been true if they all had diarrhea
2: this is oh yeah for sure yeah it was mixed in there he's like oh good no one will notice now i can just poop (laughs) myself while camera's
1: rolling
0: and there's oh, boy. guaranteed! No toilet out there. They just got to run around and do it. Yep. yep. So night has fallen. Arnie has made a bow by a fire that the predator would totally see from Thank miles away you. with his heat, bitch.
2: Thank you. <laughs> oh my god.
0: But they needed some illumination <sighs> for the scenes. So. I, I mean, I think if you're going to be very liberal, which we I'm going to be, uh they're respecting each other's space for a while while they recoup. Yep. But I have also listened to some podcasts where they think that the predator, because he falls off this waterfall and then the predator doesn't see him, the predator has come to the conclusion he's dead. So he's not looking anymore. And actually thinks he's dead until he hears that scream that we're gonna get in a minute.
2: That money. is entirely possible. Cause I had that feeling yeah. as well. Cause his, his reaction when he does hear the scream is definitely, maybe I'm reading oh, into it. It's on. very surprised <laughs> where he's like, what? Yeah. Thought I killed you.
0: Yeah. Because, Yeah, it makes sense why he's just like, okay, I'll just clean my trophies, yeah. get ready to go back home. Arnie's practicing his tomb Raider skills. He's got a couple of grenades, so he uses the gunpowder in them and rolls it into leaves and to create explosive arrows. Very oh, cool. I thought he
2: was making more cigars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're learning here for sure that the Predator hunts for sport. And Arnie lights a torch and then he does this Tarzan scream. And I gotta say, Declares War scream. Yeah. Yep. Really good scream. And I love these moments in any horror film. Where the, you know, hero slash victim turn around and decides, no, I'm going to bring it turn
1: to you. Now. Uh, that's
0: just a really cool shot. How it's sort of lit
3: with the, the torch fire, and he's just on that tree branch. And he's like,
1: Aah. it looks it fantastic. Looks cool. The cinematography here really looks cool.
0: incredible. And this stuff at nighttime looks incredible. Yeah. And anybody else shooting on location in the jungle would not look this.
2: Isn't good. that weird though? That after this scene, it gets, daytime, and then goes back to nighttime. Did anybody else notice this?
1: Is it's that definitely? Just being- it's
2: definitely morning when the predator meets him in this next scene, and then it switches back to this mood again of the oh dark. Really,
0: I didn't get that bit. I did.
3: Is it just from the the full moon
0: though? And like I don't being think more so, Because you <laughs> you can see like, brightness all it-
3: around. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think you'll find it was a full moon that night. I don't think and, so, you guys.
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was lit Continuity. by the full moon. Because <laughs> yeah, when, he, when, he <laughs> when he screams and lifts the spine, there's a moon. So were they trying to light it in that way is what I meant.
0: Like, I mean, yeah, they probably just fucked up for a shot and whatever. Definitely meant to be night the whole time because the film finishes at daybreak. Right. But a predator looks up and then, this is where I'm confused, uses its three dots, which were before were just red dots, like laser sights. Uses them to heat up its twin blade. Mm hmm. Yeah. So so they're not just red dot sights. They create heat as well. In which case, they would have burnt that guy's forehead and arm when they're on it. Well,
2: him. I think he can. He, there's probably settings to it. You know? I'm <laughs> yeah, sure it's settings. not just one thing only. It's alien there's technology. Advanced,
3: yeah, advanced alien yeah. technology here. Huh? That
0: still yeah. breaks in water, just like iPhones.
2: Well, yeah. he we lights a huge sure. bonfire
0: and then hides behind a tree uh, I love this scene where's the predator gonna land of course right behind him uh, and then walks right next to him it looks really it's fucking really cool, cool. he's kind of looking through it uh, but then he decides to swing to another tree which is like why? <laughs> like it didn't notice you <laughs> mm. like it's gonna notice you if you swing but he wants to on it up I love how quiet all this is as well it's just like sneaking around each other not much music Arnie then fires an explosive arrow to a predator it retaliates We get some amazing wide shots of the Predator firing off explosives into the jungle, Mm -hmm. which look just like fireworks going off pretty much, but it looks spectacular when you get these wide shots of that. Oh my God. It's just standing there silhouetted with them all going off around it. Very cool. Cloaking device busted. The Predator tracks the movements of Arnie um, and then they meet on a log, but it's all right because Arnie teleports underneath it. (laughs) No idea how he does that. He's literally standing on top of it. The predator lands on it a few feet in front of him. He looks down, and then we cut away, and he's magically underneath. <laughs> does he just, just does, doesn't he just like slide power. off, and then he's like, yeah, he's holding on underneath, right? You don't see, you don't see him do anything. He literally just looks yeah. down for a brief second. We cut to the predator just a few feet away, and then we cut back, and Arnie is underneath, oh. <laughs> just magic.
2: Storytelling man, it's magical.
0: Arnie loves a javelin at it. He just keeps like he's just doing all of the you know the school games uh, and then he starts following the green blood music punctuating each like drop of the blood which i like There's yeah like this, doo-doo, mm-hmm. doo-doo, doo-doo. and the bit of a weird bit where the predator's kind of behind him in this cave thing but then arnie lights what looks like a mini french banger <laughs> and then they swap positions and they're in a different place entirely but whatever it all ends with him falling in the water and then his mud washing off. I remember the first time I watched this, Jenny, just being like, no. Because <laughs> yeah. you think you're done straight away. Right. As soon as that more mud
3: feces.
1: Off. <laughs> Poop more.
0: <laughs> and I love this as well. The twin blades just, just snap around his neck. And oh, yeah. He's basically done. Like What I love about this, this is the predator going, I got you. This is over now. You are done. But because it's a cocky son of a bitch, it doesn't kill him. Instead, it then grabs him, lifts him, puts him against a tree, and this is where we really see just how big the predator is when it is just matched up next to Arnie, lifting him in the air, and it's still not high enough. Yeah. And then it inspects his skull and apparently approves because then it drops him to the floor and steps back. And it's great because it really is going, look, I've already killed you, but I respect you. So we're going to get to have another go at this, but with no weapons. Fucking cool. Very uh, cool. And then the balls of this movie because the predator already looks great they managed to get away with most stuff and anything they didn't get away with now I feel they did at the time you know we've already seen plenty of it very clearly it looks amazing but no there's still more takes off its helmet drops it to the floor and we treat it to in my opinion some of the best practical effects in the history yep. of cinema yep. for sure it doesn't it doesn't
3: look dated at all that part no incredible
0: 30 years 31 yeah. years looks remarkable looks absolutely remarkable like the stuff that's going on with its face and moving around i mean this is like what two years three years before the turtles movies came out yeah and which guaranteed have more money than this i would think um or at least similar. and they don't have anywhere near the articulation that this has the articulation of its face its eyebrows its mouth it's incredible Mm -hmm. absolutely incredible love it but it's at a real disadvantage now because all it can see is red
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. He was like, "I didn't think no. it
0: through." <laughs> uh, this entire chase just would not happen. Arnie calls it one ugly motherfucker, and then it just roars at him, and its mouth like fucking opens up, and you get that great dolly shot around. around it's like, oh, it's so good, it's so good. The physicality, because it like leans in and just spreads its arms out, like fucking come at me. Yeah,
2: <laughs> basically. yeah, basically. Like I might good be ugly,
0: but I am fight. way
1: bigger
2: than you.
0: Yeah. We get a bit of a silly punching match, uh, which was sort of tunf, tunf, noises yeah. overdubbed. Arnie doesn't seem to be any match. He just keeps going flying. And then Arnie gets really fucked up. So he crawls down a long way as it just follows him slowly, taking his time. He crawls down into his silly little trap. Where he's got like five spikes that would fall a foot. And apparently he thinks they're going to kill it rather than just inconvenience it. So he breaks the predator down. I love this. It like crouches down yep. there and then is about to go in and notices them. And it's like, how stupid do you think I am? I yeah. literally yeah. flew here in a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. So no, not into it. Walks around. Now, this is something that I don't think anyone knows for sure. I've listened to so many podcasts, read reviews. I've discussed it with my friends in the schoolyard. And then again, as 20 year old, what exactly happens here? Because we have the... Spike trap that he was trying to lead it into. Yeah, He's now going to actually get it by cutting that rope and bringing it down. So it's the counterbalance to the spike trap, right? Yes. With this log. Yes. Some people believe that this was his intention all along was he knows it won't fall for that. So he's kind of... I thought
2: it was like a backup plan.
0: It was like two exactly. traps. Yeah, well, right. Well, so you think it's a separate trap. Because well, I mean. Yeah, some people think it's two traps. Some people think it's the counterbalance and he just takes advantage of the situation. Some think it's the counterbalance, but he planned for that to happen. I just had it, it as together. like
2: it was if he comes through here, I do this. If he goes around here, I do this. Right, right, right. Because so.
0: he does seem worse because he looks like he doesn't expect him to walk around. Mm-hmm. But then when he cuts it, he seems like yeah, that's what I intended, motherfucker.
3: Right. <laughs> do it! Do it now! Kill me! Do it now! Come at me! I'm here! <laughs> I'm here!
1: The do log it falls, now. crushes the predator. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it crushes the Predator. Then we get Arnie relaxing. We get a literal callback to Terminator 1 as the log starts moving in the background. It's just like the ending of the Terminator. But it's not going to spring up again. We're not going to get that kind of ending in this movie. It's not adhering to slasher rules. This is a different type of film. Arnie walks over with a rock above his head and then sees the Predator bleeding out and he has mercy on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was a kid, again, this was one of the things that made me love this movie. There was like a respect between the two of them. And you do... Like, I still, to this day, watching this yesterday, I felt really sorry for the Predator. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's obviously smarter, obviously more powerful, and it got felled by a fucking log falling on its head.
2: You got home alone, motherfucker.
3: And it's it's cool, I guess, throughout the franchise, they've, they've honoured that sensibility for the Predators of, like, the honour of fighting and f- having a respectable fight between whoever it's fighting. Yeah. Do you know what sure. I mean? Like, there's honour in it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a proper battle. Like, it's not Yeah. just, you know, it's, it's not just for fun and it's not for vengeance. Well, at least not yet. We'll see when we get to the other spot. <sighs> but yeah, I really, 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 really love this moment. I love that Arnie then throws the rock aside and then he looks at it and, and it's coughing up its green blood. It's really sad. Yeah. And then he says, What the hell are you? And then it repeats back to him with his good old croaky voice normally enjoy doing but now <laughs> do it do it do it on
2: the spot it's literally wow
0: what the hell are you <laughs> nice
2: go like that. very so good so i
3: started i started doing the predator voice after the movie finished in Poe, um which is my dog for people that don't know got really scared <laughs> She put her tail <laughs> went between her legs and she was just like, didn't know where to go, or what to do, and she, she came up oh, to me and I had that's... to like stop and tell her that it was okay and that I was just
0: that I was just joking. <laughs> and then she just looked at you and said, what the hell are you, Yeah. The predator knows it's failed. So if you're feeling sorry for it, it's interesting here because it sets a timer on its wristband, begins to chuckle and then laugh. It's repeating the laugh from Hunter Boy oh, earlier oh, for its little oh, alien oh, thing. oh. oh. And what I love about this is like, you can still feel sorry for it, but also feel it's cocky, but it's not it laughing. So it's like, it's just playing back a recording. So you don't know if it's just doing, well, this is what you do. I don't know if predators feel humor or not, or irony. Yeah. I also or, questioned yeah. if it
2: realized the appropriate time for that laugh, like yeah, where no, exactly. you realized that that's should be spliced into a conversation. So,
0: and also giving him plenty of time to get away. Right. <laughs> Um, I do appreciate just from the sound escalating, and then this idea of alien numbers sort of counting down, which are not normal numbers. We do we immediately understand what's happening. Uh-huh. Like it's mm-hmm. it's very good visual storytelling. Uh, and but so does Arnie runs away, jumps a white flash of light, good old eighties electricity, which you got to have. Yeah, and then big explosion there's also a lot of contention between people of is this actually an h-bomb or not because it looks like a mushroom cloud and if so Does. they're all fucked anyway yeah. from radiation
1: <laughs>
0: yeah i like to think it's just an alien bomb and it just happens to look like a mushroom i don't think it's right. you know an actual atomic because planet, i mean
3: like but... the whole bit then the reveal of arnie sort of alive standing there after a nuclear bomb blast is a little bit of a stretch
0: yeah no you would be fucked uh, we cut to inside the chopper. The girl is in it. She made it to the chopper. She
2: got to the chopper.
0: Uh, there's a couple of pilots there as well as the, the general guy, or whatever is there as well. Do you notice the uh, black pilot who turns and says, uh, what the, when he looks down and they see Arnie? So that's actually Kevin. Uh, that's the guy who played the predator. Oh. They loved him so much. Oh, so like, cool. we have to let people see her face.
2: That's oh, that's him. cool.
0: They find Arnie posing topless in the wreck of the blown out jungle. <laughs> with stupid army music playing again. <laughs> but beautiful shots, Yeah, really nicely shot. Mm-hmm. I have to say though, even though I hate this army music, I do like the tail end of it. It like turns into some nice strings. We see the girl just looking at him, a little bit of a smile, things are going well for them. Arnie's in the chopper, doesn't <laughs> say a word, just silence, not interested. Keeps smiling at me, probably hot girl. I'm just gonna think about what happened. We pull in on his eyes. He glances out towards the jungle. Credits kick in, music. Chopper flying off into the sunrise. No ordinary credits, however. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy comedy shots of each character, much like an 80s TV show, in a weird random order that I don't even understand the fucking order of these credits. It's so weird. With, like, grabbing guns, turning and laughing. (laughs) (laughs) And my final note of this movie is this is a fucking crazy-ass film, and I love it.
2: It's just so reassuring because you want to like let your audience know that those people didn't really die, that aliens aren't really real, and yeah. that they're fine. <laughs> like their guns are fine, and they're fine.
0: Just there for the dude bros.
3: For our listeners, you can probably find this on on YouTube. But I sent Al a clip a few days ago before we recorded this, where someone had put the theme tune to Full House, Full House <laughs> over those end credits. <laughs> And it's so perfectly timed with all their oh looks God. to camera it's, and it's their cool. laughs. It is just, it's perfect. It is so good. Oh, it is brilliant. I got to check out. I don't that even out. know Full
0: House and I still loved it. It's fantastic. <laughs> Fucking weird. I mean, what a weird. Can you imagine if Alien ended and did that? <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. like Sigourney Weaver and Lars Henriksen just going, hey, <laughs> to the camera. <laughs> Fucking crazy. That. It's Predator from 1987. It opened at number one film that weekend, uh, like one and a half thousand theaters, but apparently it took until 2001 to break even. I don't understand. Uh, I do not have that information. I tried to find it very strange. It was just like a throwaway joke the one of the producers made about how it wasn't making money until whenever. But
2: it was just all funding whatever. Arnie's government campaigns for yeah. a while. Two
0: governors. Sadly, a whole bunch of people were no longer with us, but good old Gail with us. He's still with us. Yes, Guys, there we did. Nearly two hours and a half for this long fucking podcast. I apologize, <laughs> but our first episodes are always long because we've got a lot to get through. I want to know how you guys felt brutally honest coming back to The Predator 30 years later. And what do you want out of a sequel? I haven't seen that. Let's start with The Alexander Chart.
3: You know, I still love this movie as much as I always have. I can uh, absolutely say that my wife Bethany is not on board with <laughs> me <laughs> and will probably not watch the following films with me, or I might have to twist but she her She loves on. Jason
0: Momoa, so you think this yeah. film is just full of Jason Momoas? She's <laughs> very happy yeah. about it.
3: Yeah, well, I'll pitch to it to her that way and see what she says. She can't says. really act.
2: But Billy died, so there's no more Jason Momoa. <laughs> He'd the best one.
3: I still really love this movie as much as I always have um, and it was interesting to kind of break it down and, I, I, and it's, I think it's actually made me appreciate it much more than I did even. I think there's just some really really strong choices that this film makes both from the director there's uh, incredible um, cinematography choices the score that we talked about is really great but hands down the 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 design of the predator is what I think just um, has made this film so iconic and has made it become the franchise that it has, regardless of what the other films may have turned out to be like the design of the predator is just so iconic and so timeless. It has aged so well that it just, it just really stands out and it's, and the choices of how they reveal that through the movie and like I said before how it sort of paired with the quick pace of the army action film I I just think is is really brilliant and I think you know I I think I think the way for me to describe it is it's also a very clean sort of action action film sci-fi action horror however you want to describe it in the sense that okay it gets kind of muddied in their sort of intentions with the whole like who are they going to rescue or whatever but as far as sort of plotting out the film from A to B and the predator kind of taking them out one by one. Like, I feel like that side of it is just narratively is just very clean as to, to, as to what's happening in the kind of confrontation at the end. And yeah, I think it's great. I still think it's really, really great. I think it litters in, drops in enough of the sort of kind of backstory of the predator to, to, to give you a sense of, yeah, that it, that it is this sort of recurring hunt that it does and that it's part of this bigger thing, but it doesn't, like... It just gives enough to, like, pique your interest. So, yeah, I I still really love this film and and definitely highly recommend it. I think it's, um, like, yeah, it's a great, fun action film.
0: So, you're in 1987, you've seen this film, you love it, you hear they're doing a sequel, not knowing what you know now. What are you, what are you hoping for from a sequel to this?
3: Yeah, that's a tricky one because... Like I said, I I enjoy the fact that they give this sort of sense of a bigger perspective on on the Predator and that there's probably more or that it's like this hunt that it does. Would I necessarily want a sequel? I don't know. I don't know if I was back in 87. Also because I would have been two. (laughs) I'm just just joking. But if I was going to say where would I want it to go next, I think... I would actually consider bringing Arnie back. And it sounds kind of. It's a hard one to play because it's that classic sequel thing is of like, well, do you. Is it a case of just like, do you go bigger and bolder, but you follow the same beats? And so there's a part of me that's like, well, if you just follow that kind of thing, yeah, do you bring Arnie back and it becomes like more predators come back to avenge this like predator brother? Do you know what I mean? And so you play at the, the same beat and they're like hunting him or, and it becomes like that sort of story. And then that's probably what I would say is cheesy. It is corny and cliched as that sounds, but I, it's something that I would probably still go and see just based off how much I like this film.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, Katie Watson, I'll let you go second because I feel like you're going to have a slightly different take on the movie.
2: It was weird because, like I said, I I have only seen this probably one time in my life, and then coming back to it now, I don't know, I don't know how much of it holds up for me. In the way that the character or the creature design is fantastic, like I said before, it's it's always so iconic. The Predator, and even if you've never seen a Predator movie, you know what the Predator looks like, um, and I think that that does hold up. I liked. I liked the setting, as we discussed again already. Some of the story was confusing and trivial. It didn't really matter why they were going in there. You were there to see a movie about man versus creature, man versus alien, or whatever. And you've kind of tarnished it for me now, Al, because I do want to see that ending where the girl is the victor, because this whole thing is so it's so masculine and it's so like male dominated. And I know that it's, we were at a very different time in 87 than we are currently, but it's, it's almost like this whole film coming at it from a woman's perspective is why we are in the current social climate that we are in now. When men looked at women in this way that we were weak and we were useless and we were literally like had to be carried around and she's never given a weapon. She's never, she never sticks up for herself. And I, I think that it would have been such a brilliant forward seeing move to, yeah, put her in a in a position where she is the one who wins out over all these like huge muscle heads. Some of their acting is way over the top. Shaver boy did not do it for me. I thought he was way, way, way not escalated. Even the love
3: story. Not even the love I story. Would, if
2: he would have said something about his. His, him being a lover or that would have been trumped on a little bit more. I would have loved that. He
0: was going to introduce <laughs> me to his mama next week.
2: Yeah, it was something. <laughs> uh, or you just find out he has like a little picture of him or he keeps his dog tags yeah. or it. it would have been fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, there there are definitely elements that I like. Very few things that I love. I really thought there was more of the voice mimicry in this than there was. Because after you come back to it, I think there's three points where mm-hmm. he he kind of says things back to it. And for that to be the thing, like you just did with his voice, that kids especially emulated and that became so iconic for the Predator is really fascinating to me. But I think that that just shows, it just all circles back to the the character design being the thing that holds this on such a high pedestal and the whole heat-seeking element even though cloudy in uh yeah in logic and if you really broke it down it doesn't really work but there's so much that's chalked up to being like oh he's just an alien and we don't understand it you know it's beyond us so all in all i think it's a great 80s film i think it's a cool character or creature design that i would like to see better things done with so
0: so what kind of better things Would you like to see done with it in part two?
2: There are a lot of cliche things that could happen from this point. I mean, his pod is still technically in that jungle, so it's there to be found. Mm -hmm. It's.
3: Oh yeah, that's cool.
2: It's there for, you know, his family or other predators in space to recall. And there could just be happened to have somebody inside of it. So now we're on their turf. I think that bringing Arnie back would be an easy concept to go with and i think that it would be interesting but not have enough longevity to keep me interested for a whole film because i he i don't like when the victim then understands the weaknesses of the creature like i don't want to enter into a movie where arnie already understands oh if i just cover myself in blood i'm or mud i'm fine blood <laughs> so yeah i i like rediscovering things i want there to be different elements and surprises from the predator you know whether it be his mom coming to seek vengeance or a bigger one and we realized that was just like the teenage version of the predator and they were like giant beings and something i want it to be a little bit different I Gotta switch it up so
0: when we do the weird geeks horror show what i'm normally hoping for is just have fun films mm-hmm. because you know we watch a lot of trash <laughs> Every now and then I get something that for me is special. Halloween is one of them. Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the 70s is one of them. A Nightmare on Elm Street 1 is one of them. I don't think I'm missing anything else. Again, everything we covered, spoilers for all our other shows. They're like, you know, things that I hold in such high regard. Halloween and Invasion maybe slightly more. This is one of those films for me. It's not as high as Halloween. It's not as high as Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but it's probably there with like A Nightmare on Elm Street. Like Nightmare on Elm Street is a film which has a lot of flaws to it. A lot of things that date it for sure a lot of things from its time and its genre but it's just so inventive and so full of talent behind the camera that I, I love A Nightmare on Elm Street and I see it as a, as a classic I see Predator as a classic, I really do I think it's, I think the directing is so assured coupled with the, the cinematography uh, and then the score, which I'm not even kidding it's in my favourite scores of all time list. Like it's so high up there uh, I absolutely think it's phenomenal the characters in it are all, like I said, exactly the characters that I hate in movies. They're exactly the characters I refused to watch in movies when I was growing up. All that action stuff. And I understand completely what you're saying, Katie. But at the same time, as I, as I was walking through it, that's what I was looking at. And it's, I think it's very easy to look at any film from the 60s, 70s. Before then, for sure. But the 80s in particular, because we're getting into that you know, Reagan era and capitalism was really taking over. Mm-hmm. Of how women are portrayed in these films, no matter in an action film i have to say i think like this one does okay compared to most films from the 80s like how it's treating women she the criminal thing with her is she doesn't really get to do anything i didn't but mean I in any her,
2: way that they treated her badly i just thought
0: no but when you're saying like she doesn't like ever get a gun and she never does this and that it's like yeah well contextually to the but story she's she technically she's hostage,
2: smarter you know. for is, like she them, is them but that's what
0: i mean because she doesn't have a
2: gun so I'm not saying I'm that saying. she has to have a gun to be strong and empowered. I'm just saying that I just wanted something to rinse my mouth out with after all the testosterone that is shoved down your throat. In no, this I film. get
0: it. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's what this film is. Yeah. And as someone who hates testosterone in films, I hate it. This is a testosterone film. Sure. It's like one of the most testosterone filled films behind the camera and in front of the camera there's ever been. Her role what's criminal to me is that they don't, she doesn't do anything right. by the end, but she gets away you know and the stuff and she doesn't get away really necessarily because of a man even she's she's smart again with when she chooses to run when she chooses to stay when like you know like she's never really sexualized other than that one stupid shot of the guy with the gun between his legs but again that's mirrored we forgot to mention it with the predator later when it does it with the blade and arnie between its legs Mm -hmm. like i genuinely think yeah she should have been used more but for an 80s movie particularly an 80s action film I don't think there's anything terrible about it with how she is in the movie. However, yeah, there's a ton of testosterone. That's not to my personal taste. But again, it gets away with it for me because, A, no one's a terrible person in this movie. They're all, you know, not people I want to hang out with other than maybe Hunter Boy. And now that I know how nice Arnie is in real life, <laughs> I can't help but look at him more fondly. But they're all just, you know, there doing the job. And other than the one crazy action sequence... It doesn't fall too much into that territory for me. It does go into the horror you know, territory and the science fiction territory. And the build of this movie is so fucking good. It's just so fucking good. If it had, like, like that's why I wrote down these notes of, at this point, I'm saying this is a fun movie with some really great movement moments and some really stupid cheesy moments. But then it moves into that final act where it's just Arnie versus the Predator. And it's already at a point where I'm like, yeah, I would recommend this movie to people. Like, I enjoyed this movie. It's not a classic. You know, it is what it is. And they start showing off, like, these scenes between the two of them and how the Predator looks, and it's phenomenal. And then they go a stage even beyond that where it takes its mask off and it just blows you away. And it's not just the effects, but obviously that's a whole lot to do with it, but to do with how the music then finally reaches its crescendo, how the cinematography, how they shoot it, and then, you know, the acting of how Kevin plays the Predator and how Arnie goes up against it. And he's doing some silly things or some silly traps and some silly fights there but I'm wholly invested. And the ending is such a like, it floors me every time. Like it's a real, it's a classic ending, which the balls of it, I think are incredible to do what it does. And I just love how this film evolves and where it goes to so, 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 so much. And it's not like, oh, the movie's fine. And then the ending's amazing. It's like, no, it's all about the build to that ending. It's all about this deliberate, gradual build until you get to this moment. And that's what everything is feeding into. So for me, the only way, like if you cut out, well, if you made that action scene more sensible and if you cut out just a few shots here and there, like don't have them shooting in the jungle that long like they do, that's stupid. Cut out a couple of lines here and there. Cut out a couple of shots that haven't dated very well. This would be a masterpiece to me. Not just a classic, but like this would be, this is a you know, truly, truly great movie that would be up there with Halloween 1 would be up there with Invasion of Body Snatchers, the 70s version. So yeah, I highly, highly, highly recommend and love this movie. I really do think... I'm I'm shocked by how much of it still works 31 years later, visually. But yes, prepare yourself for sure for... You know, if you haven't watched 80s macho films before, then the characters might take you back a little bit. It might be hard to swallow. Uh, So you have to go in, I think, with that kind of, like, appreciation of... It's going to be stupid. The characterizations are going to be stupid. But just see where that gets to. What I would want next, (laughs) I mean, I'm thinking about it logically, is, well, if he kills one of them, I feel News would get back to Predator Home Planet or wherever they hang out, and they'd be like, oh, there's one down here who's a worthy challenger, and yeah, they'd send more to come and hunt him. So I just want them like, I want to find out Arnie's got, like, a wife and kids, and he's at home in the suburbs, and then... (laughs) Like the end of the lost world, predators just turn yeah. up at his home, <laughs> just yeah. knocking on the door. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The jungle is such a big part of the personality of this film, mm-hmm. and I really can't say that enough. Like the cinematography on location is so good in this movie, and it breaks my heart that that's something that really never happens anymore. You don't get to make a movie anymore like they made this one, mm. um, so it's special to me for that reason as well. But yeah, we will see what happens. <laughs> with predator 2 when we get to it next friday
2: (laughs) don't like that sound
0: yeah it'll be a little different but we'll get some of the stuff that we've all been asking for weirdly in just now until then however head on over please to weirdgeeks.com please do please subscribe please head to our social medias please communicate with us because again we see the numbers and people listen we appreciate that a lot that's you know that's enough but if you want to do the little extra things subscribe rate us and send us a message. You can do that mail at weirdgeeks.com or just by going to weirdgeeks.com and hitting the little envelope where you can send us mail there directly. You can also uh, listen to our old shows. You can head on over to our Twitch channel, which sporadically might have stuff. You can hit to go on Weird Geeks. You can go to the Weird Tessellate Badge, which is our production company. They are a publisher. Run out of London, LA and Tokyo making feature films, short films. We're going to do some progressive video game stuff in the future. A whole bunch of stuff. And we just made our first film called Starfish, which is currently doing a festival rounds. So if you're listening to this as we put this podcast up, you just missed it in Austin. You just missed it in Brooklyn. But you can come see it in Ithaca. You can come see it in a place in Mexico, which I'm not allowed to reveal yet, but we'll have news of that next week, I think. You can see it in Canada pretty soon. And you can see it in Chattanooga as well. Chattanooga. Uh, so check... StarfishMixtape.com to find which festivals it's playing at near you come say hello i'm touring with it i'll be at nearly all of those festivals um and you can tell me how much you hate me and my opinions on this show that we <laughs> i'm mr al white on all the social medias if you'd rather not do that in person and hide behind you know the internet m-r-a-l-w-h-i-t-e i'm also that on xbox if you want to play some video games sadly no predator video games on the xbox at the moment on this current gen, aren't there? No any Predator? No nah. Predator game. Oh, hang on. You could play as Predator in Mortal Kombat X, I believe. Oh, That's yeah. That's right. We did that. <laughs> yeah. We did, indeed. You could play as Jason, Leatherface, Kruger, I think, and definitely Predator. And I'll tell you what's really fucking cool. There is a bit in uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands that Tom Clancy, a huge open-world army game, they had a DLC pack that was Predator. Ooh. And they dropped this Predator into this jungle. And there goes, and yeah, it's really fucking cool.
2: That'd be so cool to have to fight the Predator Oh yeah. on his grounds. They should the do jungle. a Predator game like oh, Friday the so 13th good.
0: where you're all sort of trying to team up against yeah. him. Yeah, that'd be What about fun? you guys? Where can people...
3: You can find me on Twitter or Instagram. Alexander Chard, A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R-C-H-A-R-D. Twitter, Instagram.
0: I hate you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm my dearest Watson on pretty much everything. My dear Watson 86 on Xbox if you want to do things, but I'm not very good at playing with others, so... Probably not going to (laughs) happen.
0: Thank you guys so much for joining me. I'm happy to have you on this journey. I hope you're looking forward to the rest of these. We've got five more movies to go. Uh, Very different movies, at least. That's what I look forward to most of the franchises, when you know each movie is going to be different. That's exciting to me. It is now 4 p.m. I need to go eat because I've not eaten anything yet today. I'm fucking hungry. We will see you guys next Friday when we'll be dealing with Predator 2. I can say one thing. We will be returning to a jungle.
1: We're going to go make a stew. Geeks. Geeks. Geeks.